0: Hello and welcome to Tales from the Orca, a film podcast starring myself, Joey Hall. And, and uh, I'm Brian Collis,
1: and we're here to just talk about movies, man.
0: Yeah, so Brian, why are we like, why did we choose to do a podcast, you and I?
1: Uh, I think it was more you and I both had kind of a affinity for enjoying some of the same movies and just talking about some of the same stuff. And we just kind of both agreed that it was like, hey, we need to do something like this. And uh, we, we do trivia around town and talk about movies a lot and have a lot of movie questions in our trivia. So, you know, we, uh, we got a lot to talk about and both enjoy watching films. And I think also that you bring that, uh, that kind of more scholarly attitude about movies where you've, you've actually studied and, and done uh, film school. And I think uh, me bringing in the, the more casual viewer but also watching a lot of movies in terms of volume uh I think that that brings a, a good balance
0: yeah that's a, I think it's an interesting point because I did I went to film school that's not tooting my own horn or anything I went to film school and you know got a degree in film and with a film studies minor and I almost went back to grad school for film studies so I basically learned how to ruin movies for myself and everyone else in that <laughs> and then you're more self-taught I mean you have a degree you have you have a teaching degree in history right right right, so, right. um so it's interesting to see that. But you watch way more movies than I do, like Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we're, we're currently more, sitting so in, in the vault right now. Yeah, the movies are surrounding us right now. Yeah, it's, and, uh, uh,
1: for, for those of you, we might put pictures up later on something. But uh, for right now, it's uh, literally my entire living room is wall-to-wall movies um, from my collection. Uh, the first two DVDs I have were, are right behind you. Uh, the American Pie 1 and 2 <laughs> box set that I bought when I was like a junior in high school. Classic. And uh, ever since then, I've been buying movies and uh, have been adding ever since. So I think the past couple of years have really, really been more purchasing than, than watching. But uh, I'm going to get to a certain point where I you was know, like, okay, I got to stop buying and then actually sit down and watch some of these because there's a lot of movies that are in this room right now that I bought that I have not watched. <laughs> yeah. uh, but at some point, I'm going to get to them. Um,
0: well, definitely by volume, you listen to you watch way more movies than I do. But you know, I, I'm still really into film. Oh, absolutely! Um, I don't work in film, and you know, I never did. But mm-hmm. um, so I don't particularly use my degree. But I enjoy movies, and I like talking about them. So, yep. and I think where our tastes line up, they line up. And then where we disagree on things, we we really disagree. So hopefully that'll bring some good uh, drama to the proceedings. For sure. I mean,
1: uh, I think that both you and I have similar tastes where we we know enough about what we like and then also where it's like okay clearly we we've also disagreed on things it sounds like we're we disagree on everything but that's not the case either so um there's a lot of stuff out there that uh that i absolutely despise in cinema. and <laughs> same uh, here so. and joey i know you <laughs> yeah. i know you, i know you've had some 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 choice opinions about a few yeah. things too yeah. so uh, so, I think it, I think it'll be a good dichotomy there.
0: Yeah, that brings up a good point. What what we're gonna try to do with this podcast, we like Brian said, we're both trivia hosts in town, so we're real into like bringing knowledge, like little tidbits of things. So we're gonna try to like look at things from that perspective and try to hopefully you'll learn some stuff by listening to this. Yeah. But we're gonna do different segments, and we're gonna do one segment for each podcast, and that'll include different things. Like today, we're doing a top ten list. Um, future episodes, we may do hot takes or comparing different directors to each other or actors etc. And we're just kind of winging it right now so hopefully we'll get a lot better at this as we go along but uh we appreciate yeah, you listening the, and the the dirty first version right here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys you guys
1: are getting it getting the raw the raw deal here so we're trying to figure it out and you know hopefully we'll we'll be able to hammer it down a little bit later but uh yeah. if nothing else we're just enjoying talking about stuff. And uh and I think that that's that was the whole purpose of today. We both kind of agreed that uh given our top 10 lists of our our favorite movies of all time uh One, it lets you guys, the listener, I think know a little bit about us in terms of the kind of movies that we like to watch. Uh, And also too, a good give and take on, you know, some of, I think we do have we might have some of the same movies, but uh, on different orders in the list and uh, definitely some movies that I, that you probably haven't seen and ones that I haven't seen on your list. So. Yeah,
0: I'm excited about that. I think I probably know what a couple of your movies are, but in general, I, I don't. And yeah. I didn't even know what my 10 were until just right before I walked in the door today because the top five is really easy, but getting those bottom five yeah. or whatever, there's like 100 films I could have in those five through 10 spots. Oh, absolutely, really. absolutely. Um, and also, this just to clarify, this is not the ten films we are seeing are the best of all time. Not in any way. No. Um, I've got a few on my list that you know I'm a little bit ashamed to uh, <laughs> to bring up, but I just I chose films that meant something to me and are just truly the, like the ten films that I can. Some of them I can just watch over and over, or some of them just mean something to me because of the time in my life where I watch them. And, you know, I think that's, you know, it's a chance for the listener to get to know us. And hopefully you're coming back. Hopefully we're on episode 500 right now. And you're like, let's go back to the beginning and hear (laughs) how it all started and uh, learn more about these guys. But
1: yeah, I, you know, Citizen Kane, not on my list anywhere. Not on mine either. Yeah. yeah,
0: There was a part of me that was like, first I was like, oh, I got to put all these smart movies on here. that are like classics because I want the people listening to think that, you know, I'm not a jackass. But uh, I chose, I just threw that out the window. I was like, I'm not going to be pretentious about it and just choose the films that actually would be my 10 films. Like, these are 10 films if I had to, like, go to outer space and only take 10 films with me or something, this is what I would take. Oh, you know? Desert so, Island movies yeah, all the Desert way. Yeah, Desert Island, yeah. Yep, that's absolutely. It, so. and,
1: and, and, you know, I, I was thinking about that today, too, when I made my list, and I finalized my list today, and I was just sitting there, I was like, you know, some of these sound like i got to stick up my ass about something here. And, uh, and I don't think that's the case because I personally love these movies. Um, whether it's acting or like you said, it, it's, it's one of those where it spoke to me at the right point in time in my life yeah. or, you know, just really identified with something. But, um, no, I, uh, you, you know, these top 10 lists that, that studios or, uh, magazines or, you know, whoever comes out with like AFI top 10 or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm just like, no, I, I, I I've seen them. And I, I just don't have time for them because I, you know film film is a very personal thing to a lot of people, and yeah. you try to generalize and put everybody in that same box. I, I I think you're missing the whole point.
0: Yeah, and personally, I don't have time anymore to not be entertained by things. So If I'm exactly. going to watch something, I might be impressed by the technical you know mm-hmm. aspects of it or whatever or what what it means in film history. But I just don't have that much time to to watch stuff that's not going to like you know make me interested. That's I why I don't yeah. go
1: and watch shitty horror movies in the, in the cinema, yeah. in,
0: the, in the theater. Yeah, okay. right. I'm, I'm that way with, like, shitty action action movies. So <laughs> it's like, I don't know. And it, but I don't know. We'll see. No, no, but, no. I
1: mean, you know, hey, there's there's the, uh, you know, for every shitty horror movie, there's, you know, something coming out like Us. I don't know if you've seen that I yet have not it. seen it yet, it but was good. I want to I, see I, it. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I would never really consider that scary or horror, but it definitely makes you think about some of the aspects of things. Whereas, like, you know, for every... uh for every terrible Fast and Furious movie, uh, we have
0: our excellent Demolition Man.
2: Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> For
0: sure. Cool. All right, I'm going to stop it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, cool. All right, so we're going to get started with uh, these t- this top 10 list of uh, our favorite movies. And so, Brian, you want to kick us off? And I you, you think we both have some honorable mentions. Yeah, you want to do about? honorable
1: mentions first, and then we'll do go into the top yeah, yeah, 10. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so. All
0: right. Um,
1: yeah. So in, in no particular order, I just, I kind of rattled off, uh, some honorable mention films that I love and wanted to give a little appreciation to, uh, I'm, I'm going to call back demolition man. Cause uh, <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> I really yeah. enjoy just the whole movie of that where it's like the, the ridiculous future where you yeah. don't you, like you see post-apocalyptic futures. Now you see um you know kind of like this desolate landscape but then that was one of those movies where you're like oh this is kind of an improved future like things are a little bit better and then clearly not because you know like who who doesn't want fluid exchange uh and and the ability (laughs) to raid the fridge after sex right yeah (laughs) uh but (laughs) um uh wesley snipes come almost perfect I, i feel like that's the role that he was born to play if you're looking at like wesley snipes roles uh, blade aside, yeah, uh, right. you know, that's uh, that's that's something there that I really enjoy. Um, I'm also going to go Drop Dead Gorgeous. Uh, Drop Dead okay. Gorgeous, uh, have you ever seen that? I
0: think I have seen that, yeah.
1: Okay, one of my all-time, like, mockumentary before mockumentary really right. became a, a style. Um, and uh, Kirstie Alley, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Denise Richards all coming in, uh, and just the, the trials and tribulations of a beauty pageant gone horribly, horribly wrong. Right. And uh, it's one of my favorite movies. I don't think I've ever
0: seen it. I have to check it out. It's it's
1: one of the best and uh, absolutely slays me every time with like two or three lines. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, too. Also, uh, Amy Adams, who the the ever beautiful Amy Adams, uh, she is... uh, she is her first movie.
0: Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. I'm,
1: yep. Like um, shout out sure. to my mom real quick. Uh, she uh, she hates Amy Adams. <laughs> 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 she no she deal. absolutely she absolutely despises Amy Adams, and I don't know why. But Sorry, Ma Collins. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. one of those things where you know some people just rub you the wrong way, and uh, I think that's one for her. So, um, so yeah, Drop Dead Gorgeous, uh, Demolition Man, and one of my all time other favorite comedies is uh, Zorro the Gay Blade with. Uh, okay. George Harrison, and um, it's, uh, it's just one of those, it came out in the 80s, it's so politically incorrect, right. and everything about it, it, it's mocking the Zorro movies that had been popular of the 40s and 50s, and like the Tyrone Power, Mark of Zorro, and, and, uh, and stuff like that, and it just absolutely kills every single line, and um, uh, Ron Liebman is uh, the, the bad guy, he plays like the okay. Alcalde of the town, and he absolutely just steals the movie.
0: I've heard of that movie but I know nothing about it. So yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: basically like Zaro comes back and uh he he hurts himself and his gay brother comes <laughs> comes into town yeah. and and takes his place. Oh, so wow. Zaro dresses in black and you know has the has the whip and the sword yeah. and then his brother is gay and dresses up in like fuchsias and Right. yellows and and all these different colors as Zorro and then like the people are confused and it's it's a super comedy of the 80s yeah right. not a lot of people know about but yeah. it's one of those movies that I watched with my dad when I was maybe like nine or ten years right. old and it's just we have so many in jokes and uh <laughs> absolutely fantastic movie um another stupid action movie that happens to also be a personal favorite Top Gun
0: uh, I love Top Gun uh, yeah. that's my style yeah, yeah. Of action movie yeah, yeah. I love Tom Cruise movies. I know I do too. Like, questionable human being, but like <laughs> great actor. Pretty much love every movie he's ever been in. So I, I don't think and I've Top ever Gun seen a bad great. Tom Cruise movie. I know, yeah. But me either. And like Top Gun and uh, Days of Thunder, are both. I mean, they're the same movie. They're the same exact they're movie. They're great. It's like directed it's by like Tony DC. Scott. like right? ACDC. ACDC plays the same song over and over again, yes. and I listen to it every absolutely. time. Like, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And
1: yeah. Uh, both yeah, them, directed by Tony. Yeah, Star, both directed yeah, by yeah. Tony Scott. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Not in the first one. She should have been there. Yeah, right. Yeah. That would have been way mm-hmm. better than Kelly McGillis. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: right. Shout out to North Carolina. She she lives in Durham. I, I didn't think. know that. Yeah, yeah. Kelly yeah. McGillis lives in Durham, and apparently she's lesbian now.
0: Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so. her house got okay. broken
1: into a couple of years ago. I remember that being in the news. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: So. Well, I hope it's everything's yeah. all right now.
1: Yeah, I think I don't think they stole anything. I think they just broke in and she kind of scared them off. Yeah so <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> feel free to call into the
0: show uh, in the future kelly yeah yeah. let us know what please happened. please let us know how that worked yeah.
1: out for you uh so how about you man what do you what do you got for
0: all right so real quick uh one that just just barely didn't make my list is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind oh man good call. Uh, michelle gondry and um charlie kaufman wrote it um michelle gondry directed um it's just a uh, it's such a really quirky cool movie with a great premise of mm-hmm. like what i think every, all of us would like to erase certain memories and i don't know it's just an interesting take on that and i love michelle gondry's weird style mm-hmm. i think jim carrey's never been better than he is in that movie like uh and uh you know just everybody involved in it was great kate winslet and mark ruffalo yeah mark ruffalo a weird, ruffalo, a, weird, a, weird
1: yeah. a weird uh pre pre-hulk mark ruffalo yeah there.
0: This is a really good movie. Elijah uh, Wood too, right? Yeah, Elijah Wood in that too. Also mm-hmm. weird in that movie.
1: I think what was really cool about that, that the whole concept of that was, uh, you know, like you erase your memories and, and everything goes on there. But yeah. uh, it also happened to be, I, I, I love the ending because it was so perfect with the way that everything worked out. Yeah. And, and,
0: and that, like... Yeah, it plays it, back to everything they said in the whole <clears> film. Yeah, and... Kind of and, and the no- you know, notion of memory and how right.
1: certain things you just can't. And, and the kind of romantic in me. Yeah. Feels really good about that movie. That's what Charlie
0: Kaufman, <laughs> you know you're going to get weird with Charlie Kaufman and with Michelle Gondry, oh, but for like, sure. with Kaufman scripts, it's, it's going to be weird, but it's also probably going to be touching. Mm-hmm. And like, It's a sad movie, but it's also very uplifting at the end. It too, is. So yeah. I, I tend to like things like that. Yep. So. Yep. Um, my next honorable mention is Ghostbusters. Okay. It was a movie that was really important to me when I was a kid. I just loved it. Um, also, The Goonies in that same way, see, same vein.
1: See, I, Goonies was one of those movies I never watched as a kid. I never saw it when it was like of the age when you should watch Goonies.
0: It's very polarizing. Um, I'm older than you are, so I think right. that people of my age hold it up as this like wonderful thing, right. and then everybody else just doesn't get it. So yeah, I get that. I understand, but
1: I I, I like it. It's a good yeah. movie, but it doesn't hold that. It doesn't hold that childhood nostalgia for me because I never saw it. It's the same thing ET. ET I feel the same way about. Yeah,
0: I'm kind of like that too. I did I saw ET in the theater with my dad and that's like a good memory but it's right. not like one of my favorite movies or right. anything. Right. And, so. and you know
1: people people my age especially like love ET and I'm like I don't get it. He's he's a ball sack walking around eat, <laughs> yeah. eat, eating Reese's pieces. You know. Like, I have to be
0: honest, I'm hitting. This is something we can bring up later in one of our hot take things. But I'm like kind of hit or miss on Spielberg anyway. Like he's not I'm, he's I'm, not my favorite director. He's not like, my
1: favorite director, but I'm die hard about like three Spielberg movies. Yeah, I'm probably the same way. And yeah. and like you do not cross me on yeah. on those three Spielberg <laughs> yeah. movies. We, we might have to have just a Spielberg podcast one yeah, time. Yeah, I
0: think we should do that.
1: Um, because that's also around us right now in the room. I have every Spielberg movie. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: Um, my next one is Rashomon, the oh, Kira yeah. Kurosawa Japanese film that just is like groundbreaking in its narrative style and the way that presents a story. Um, it's just a, it's a movie that like, see, I saw that in film school and it changed my views on like how you could structure a story and stuff. And it right. influenced everything from, you know, Pulp Fiction to you know there's tons of movies that Absolutely. use that kind of broken narrative style of, like, Showing things from different perspectives
1: and stuff. It's and, funny that you watched it in film school because the film studies class I took in college that was one of the movies. It that was we one watched. of the ones. Yeah, 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 and I feel like I feel like that's one of those definitive movies, like Citizen yeah. Kane. Mm-hmm. Not not saying that Citizen Kane is worthy of its best movie of all time. Right, but if status, are, yeah but if you're looking at from the technical aspects mm-hmm. of of what Citizen Kane or Rashomon, uh, what they both bring, I think that uh, both of them are masterpieces when it comes to just changing the game in which you can tell stories and tell and you know, show movies and things.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, the next one is the furthest from Rashomon dumb and dumber. Uh, (laughs) Broken narrative, right? Yeah, there you go. There's some, it's just like one of those movies that I quote with my friends all the time, like just incessantly. And like, it almost made my top 10. It's just like, and I'm hit or miss on dumb comedies too. Like there's a lot of Will Ferrell movies like Talladega nights does zero for me. I, I used
1: to be like when, because when, Will Ferrell was kind of the, the the epitome of my college years where like every right. stupid Will Ferrell movie came out when I was in yeah. college. Uh, Blades of Glory and Semi-Pro and, and all those stupid Will Ferrell movies. Now, I, I love old school. One of my favorite. Oh, me too. I love old yeah. school. Uh, but there was Step Brothers, too. Yeah, I Step Brothers. I love Step hilarious, Brothers. But yeah. uh, it's just, well, yeah. Talladega Nights, not all that and great. And Anchorman, like I'm
0: just not I as like Anchorman, into all though, that. But. that was, yeah, yeah, see? That was, that, was, that, was, that
1: was one of my things, though.
0: But Dumb and Dumber is a stupid comedy that I just love, and oh, I can watch it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, Inglorious Bastards, which is my favorite Quentin Tarantino film, that's ooh. probably a hot ooh, take. Ooh, but, that's a hot take right there. Um, I don't put it f- much higher above the other, like The right. Fiction or Reservoir Dogs, but I do like it as far as watchability. I just love it.
1: Um, I'm 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 standing here right now, and hopefully, if the the future of this podcast continues the excellence, I think it will be one day. <laughs> one day, I want I want to hear. Just a thank you from Michael Fassbender, because Michael Fassbender I'm telling you right now he you put that man in your movie, you have a yeah. license to print money, yeah okay? right, yeah, and he is absolutely magnetic, like in no way have I ever thought about like Sleeping with a man, <laughs> yeah. but Michael Fassbender—he
0: would be on the list. He would be yeah. on the list. Like I'm not gonna. I'm with lie. you on that. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like Michael Fassbender, he's great. Yeah. I, I
1: would love to just be friends with that guy. I and know. Just, yeah, like, I wouldn't even say anything. I would just hang out with Michael Fassbender tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're, we're, we're literally at the same table. You know? I agree. That, that, that yeah, and he's matter.
0: great in that movie too. And oh, I don't he's so know. good in that and movie. And uh, my last one is Aliens. Um, the sequel. The, the sequel. This, yeah, actually, the I just James, like James Cameron. I love Alien too. I mean, it's kind of on this to this list too. But like Aliens is like. I just love the action in it. I love the science fiction, you know, the aspects of the space marines and all that stuff. It's another mm-hmm. one that was really important to me when I was younger. Um, you know
1: you know what was a letdown, though? What? Aliens, Colonial Marines, the video game. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> you know, it was really bad, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: had so much potential in it. It was terrible. So, Yeah, that's mine. So you want to get into your number 10?
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll start off the list, uh, number 10. So uh, I, I want to say, you know, Preface this by saying, I, like my, my top eight, I think were pretty solid. Like those mm-hmm. have been unchanged for many many years. Um, but nine and ten have kind of alternated. I feel like those are the two spots on my list that are free to open and, and, and you know if I see new movies, I'm like, oh yeah, that could potentially be yeah. uh, that could potentially be one where it really sticks with you. Or um, an- another one that I had like that was you know alternating in there was uh, I don't know if you ever saw it came out about four or five years mm-hmm. ago. Um, another Earth. Did you ever see that one? No. And that was one that just really. Uh, stood by, and I was like, man, that's that's a solid flick. Uh, but number ten, I'm gonna go with uh, one of the one of the all time greats. It's uh, Sunset Boulevard. Sunset yeah, that's Boulevard. A, that is a
0: really good movie. Yeah,
1: and uh, that are really awesome. Yeah, and
0: excellent script. Like
1: one of the best. Like, I mean, when you when you're talking about just all time scripts, uh, dialogue, and acting, William Holden, I feel, does not get enough love. Uh, he's, he's up there, you know, everybody talks about Paul Newman. Everybody talks about, uh, Steve McQueen and being kind of that like epitome of a man in Mm -hmm. the, in the, you know, I mean, you look at like William Holden though. I mean, the guy was, he was the man. Stalag 17. You want to talk about Inglourious Bastards. You can't have Inglourious Bastards without Stalag 17. Yeah. Right. Um, bridge on the river Kwai and, uh, William Holden just absolutely fantastic in, uh, in Sunset Boulevard. That movie yeah.
0: just uh, moves from start to finish too. It just, <clears throat> it just, oh yeah, crack- no, crackles along. Yeah, it doesn't there's, stop. there's no, it's there's just, no drag. Yeah,
1: it's all and it, everything has. It, there's not a wasted scene in no. the movie, and uh, everything just like you said, it just it just moves along very nicely.
0: It's the kind of story that could have been told very slow and plotting, and it's mm-hmm. not. They just keep it moving. It's just, and just cracks along. It's once great. again,
1: I think the the narrative style where it's like, okay, you already know what happens. Yeah,
0: at the beginning mm-hmm. of
1: the movie, where you're like, "Oh my gosh, how did we get to this point?" And right, and you follow, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll Tarantino it, and uh, but yeah, in this case, Tarantino, I don't even think was alive. At no, that point in time, <laughs> so. I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sunset Boulevard number ten, um, just so many iconic lines, scenes. Uh, how many? How many movies have said that they're ready for their close up? Yeah, you know, like how <laughs> yeah, many, how many yeah, characters? Yeah, quoted and, and... and yeah, it just. So, so often quoted, and uh, absolutely, uh, I, I love it. It's, it's one of those
0: movies that's quoted, and people don't even know where those quotes came from mm-hmm. because, like, a lot of people probably have not seen that movie. It's so ingrained in, a, in just the vernacular in, of in pop we, culture, right, yeah, and, yeah. And
1: people are just like, Oh, yeah, I'm ready for my close up, and then you're like, Well, hey, where's that? Where from? that from, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. All right, my number 10 is uh, speaking of Spielberg, my number <laughs> 10, there I got talk trash about him, but now I'm putting him on the list, was Jaws. Um, it. it it's weird. We we name the podcast after Jaws because the orca is the boat in Jaws. That's we've, a great tribute question, both, by the way. We both love Jaws. We do love Jaws, and like I put it on there. It's like it's a movie that like the performances mean more to me than the overall plot or the movie as a it's, whole. It's not a great but, plot. Yeah, and it's when it, you really think about the it. The amazing thing about Jaws is that it, man, it could have just been garbage.
1: It could have been. It could have ended Spielberg's career before it ever got it, off. the It ground. could have,
0: been. if it didn't, if those, the three main actors didn't just bring it and and sell it you know like yep. they believed in it you yep. believe that they were these characters um and like, Quint is one of the greatest characters in the history of sunday so- we'll do a top 10 characters for sure. and Quint will be on my list because without doubt it just eminently quotable and robert shaw was just amazing robert shaw family. looked lived <laughs> in like yeah like it wasn't even robert shaw
1: at that point because i remember the first the first thing i ever seen robert shaw in was uh he was the he was the bad guy in from Russia with love. Yeah. Yeah. And, awesome. uh, and what a great scene with the train fight on that. Yeah. Um, absolutely amazing actor and doesn't get enough. He's, he's in one of my other movies on my, on my top 10 list. Is he really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um,
0: I, I we watched that. F- we watched Jaws recently cause my girlfriend hadn't seen it and it was just like, I oh watched gosh. it for the first time. It What'd was she amazing. Think? Like she really liked it. Good. She thought, and she loved, the, would the would the you have promises. to break up with her if she didn't like it? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. She's like, Maybe, who's who's this the, guy yeah. hunting
1: sharks? Why doesn't he just shoot him with a gun? This right? This is you know? dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, she liked it. She was
0: into it. Um, Jackie, I that's
1: I, in no way trying to like say anything <laughs> about you. As like, I, I don't know you all that well, but I know you, and it's like that's not trying to say anything bad about you. I'm just you know.
0: she's pretty good about movies like that. She'll she'll give stuff a try, but she she's I don't know. But uh, Jaws, like I don't know, It's just an interesting film, and you know. I mean, ever.
1: When you're, when the introduction of your character is nails on a chalkboard, yeah, you know you're in for something special, yeah. And like I said, it's almost like you want to talk about Daniel Day Lewis and method acting and stuff like that. I have no imagination in the fact that Robert Shaw just showed up and was Quint,
0: just showed up drunk, every just day showed up drunk, drunk just every day. Like, all right, start rolling. Yeah. You're gonna, gonna yeah. get this or not? Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie has like obviously it has shocking scenes. That I remember as a kid the scene where the, the, one of the kids gets eaten and this, there's just a shot of this, this raft floating there. Yeah. And it just messed me up as a child. I like, did not want to go in the water of the beach for a long time because of that. Um, that
1: one never messed me up about going to the beach because I saw it when I was older to be... Like, yeah, they, I was probably dis- way
0: too young when I saw Jaws. The disconnect was it, there.
1: So. Here's yeah. a fun story, though. My parents waited in line <laughs> to see Jaws uh, around the block. They said they oh, went, wow. yeah, they went to show, yeah. they, they showed up to get like six o'clock tickets and they only got, they could head to wait till nine o'clock in line to get tickets. Right. Wow. And, uh, so they finally get to go see it. And my mom tells this story anytime she wants to embarrass my dad, because it's always one of those things where, you know, like that, my dad's a pretty, pretty rough and tumble, you know, gruff kind of guy, you know, yeah. 20 year Navy, man, you don't mess around with this guy. Right. And, um, the scene where the head rolls out of the hole in the boat when Richard Dreyfuss yeah, is underwater, yeah, uh, looking around at the shark bite,
0: <sighs> yeah, I'm my mom, anxiety my, about my it, mom, man.
1: my mom tells this story every time, and she's like, she's like, your father grabbed my arm and screamed <laughs> like a five year old girl as loud as he possibly could, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I love that story, but Jaws, good call, that's 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 a good one.
0: Yeah. What's your uh, number nine?
1: All right, number nine, going back on to uh, kind of what you were talking about earlier. I, I, I flip-flopped on this a lot today, but I having recently watched it for last week, uh, I, I got to go with Alien. Um, Alien right. Alien is my is my number nine. Uh, like we've mentioned earlier, we both host trivia. I, I host trivia, and last week we did trivia for uh, Alien. I do a trivia uh would do a specific movie every month, and last month was uh alien so we did whole whole round of- alien questions and uh having watched it again and it'd been a while since i'd watched it yeah um and that's that's one of those ones that's good for about you know once every couple of years
2: yeah because right, yeah.
1: it's it's not it's not a movie that really goes anywhere yeah except for like the last twenty minutes right so
0: it's it, but, yeah, it's but very the, plotting at points, but it's like just the ambiance of it is the what ambiance the, the
1: ambiance like, and, yeah. and, and like having read up on the movie to to kind of get an idea for uh like what where Ridley Scott was thinking about what he wanted to do, and they looked at uh you know pictures of old battleships to kinda get the interior of the Nostromo and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff and the the look. I mean, like once again, it's almost like you're watching real real life happen in that, inside that spacecraft. Right. Yeah. Uh, nothing looks, it looks lived in. It looks like it's been around Mm. for, you know, 50 years and they're just living in it. They're occupying it. Yeah. Um, And the
0: the sense of claustrophobia that the set gives is, is just so crucial to that movie. And,
1: I, I, I also like the world that it builds, yeah, and which is why I think it has been such a successful franchise. Mm-hmm. Kind of hit or miss in some cases, but yeah, uh, I, I've like the the success of Aliens, where I can't even imagine that pitch meeting that James Cameron went in. He's like, "All right, we got <laughs> we got the alien. Now we're gonna have aliens." Yeah, and uh and, and it's, it's so funny because
0: it's such a different movie, it's too. Such a different but it movie. works with yeah, it. it, 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 it could have just like yeah, ruined it all, and absolutely it, it really worked with it.
1: And uh, and but I, I I like the tone of alien better than i do aliens mm-hmm. and i find yeah. i find that to be scarier than anything like jason or uh michael myers halloween yeah. any of that kind of that that scares me more than anything else where the almost the unknown mm-hmm. and i saw alien when i was probably 10 11 right. and uh that was one of those movies my dad was like oh yeah it's on let's watch it yeah and we watched it and uh it was one of those where i was just i was mystified and also terrified at the same time because i was like what is happening what's going on and it's one of those movies that i love because it doesn't let on too much like yeah. it doesn't explain hardly anything right uh, here, yeah. you, here you see the giant uh you know like the giant person where the, ch- the the chest buster has burst out of the chest in the beginning where they're yeah. on the spacecraft and you don't know anything about that we do now because of prometheus and all this kind of right stuff. yeah but you don't know any you, you don't know anything about that you're trying to figure this out while you're watching the movie, and and I love movies like that that don't explain and don't have too much exposition because, uh, they, they,
2: they trust the audience. It trusts like the audience exactly to, it, it to lets figure you figure it out, it out. and like mm-hmm.
0: and you don't have to fill in every blank. Uh, the interesting point about that chest burster scene. Apparently, they didn't tell the cast about that when it happened, right. and so the reaction of them is like real. Like I think they, also
1: I read too, or is like it was actual like pig pig guts and pig blood mm-hmm, yeah. and and not prop blood yeah it was like real disgusting yeah Yeah. it was really disgusting and uh i I can't remember if it was uh yafit kato or if it was uh tom scarrett actually like had to like leave the set yeah yeah, i believe it and process it (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's a shocking shocking thing all right, you ready for my number? My number nine what? is is one. I texted you when I first started making this list, and I said, "Oh, everybody's gonna think my tastes are garbage because <laughs> in this because of this one particular movie." But this film means a lot to me and my friends uh, from high school. It's Billy Madison. Okay. The uh, Adam right. Sandler vehicle. Uh, I don't I don't defend uh, Adam Sandler as any sort of grand artist, but that movie is just hilarious to me. And there's so many like. I watched it recently and it, it totally holds up. A it lot of, holds up so much. A lot so of like much. comedies from that era don't, and like it's just funny and absurd in a way that like I really like. It was it's, it's absurd. It's almost like that movie could be made now because its absurdity is in right now. It's hot right, right now, yes. and it's it's absurd in a way. Things are absurd now, and I don't know. It's just hilarious. There's so many little in jokes and funny things in it, and I just. My three best friends from high school—we just quote that movie all the time. Like, I'll just get a text from—I'll probably get a text from one of them tonight that just says, "You know, stop looking at me, Swan," or something right, like that. Right. And so, anytime
1: anybody, anytime any student uh, asks me what today is, I, I always <laughs> <Yeah>. respond, "October." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs> and you know, the, the the concept of the movie is ridiculous, but I love everything about it, and it's just endlessly quotable. And it's I, just
0: fun, and it's like it's naive in a way that's like I don't know. It just it makes me happy to watch that film. It does. You know, it it's does. like
1: and uh, you, like you want to see him graduate. And Steve Buscemi, probably one of the
0: best <laughs> yeah, cameos, cameos of, all, cameos all, time, of yeah. all time. Yeah, yeah, so good as and the. Uh,
1: I can't. I don't know the guy. the, crazy the, 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 the name guy. of the actor, but the guy that plays Carl and and yeah,
0: um, is it? Oh. Yeah, who is it? It's not Bradley. Uh Bradley Whitford plays no, no, the other he guy. He plays Eric. And, um, yeah, plays Eric. But uh
1: the scene where they're in there and like Billy finally challenges Eric to the academic decathlon. <laughs> and, yeah. and and they're they're watching the commercial and the, 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 the dog on the commercial is just like speak for yourself, moron. Yeah and, <laughs> and so then and it's out of context and you have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. And then um, they both don't know what mono y mono means. It's like, Carl, what's that mean? And Carl goes, Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know.
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the scene where he, like he's doing the drama challenge and he shows up and he's dressed up like a Shakespearean <laughs> character with the skull and he just goes full Adam Sandler from Saturday Night Live and like does that famous Hamlet monologue. Yes, and um, I don't know. It's a dumb movie, but it's dumb in the way that like old school is dumb. And you know, yeah. I don't know. I, speaking, I just speaking like speaking of it, high like,
1: school, like my best friend, one of my best friends from high school, Matt. Uh, he uh, he'll he'll just randomly leave Facebook comments on stuff that I post. Right. It's just like Eric drinks his own pee. You know?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, so that's my number nine. Uh, I guess a lot of people will probably turn the podcast off at this point, but uh, no, don't they did, you know, just trust we don't me. Need like, th- I just did, want to give a true yeah. thing about you know what you know these yep. movies are that yep. have oh I've, impacted I've got, me. So.
1: I don't know if I have like any questionable choices there, but I love Billy Madison. Happy yeah. Gilmore. Happy Gilmore to me is a funnier movie. In the sense of like, I enjoy watching Happy Gilmore more, right? But I love the absurdity. I of, saw
0: Billy Madison in the theater with right. with those three best friends from right. high school, and it just is like the one of these like experiences we never thought it would be that entertaining mm-hmm. or whatever. And I've, I've my
1: my equivalent movie would be Super Troopers. Yeah, okay, one. I got you. Because yeah. uh, yeah. my my three best friends from high school, we all went to go see that, right. having no idea what any of it was about, and yeah. we laughed. So hard the whole movie, and just I that that's one of those that is just absolutely fantastic. Didn't make my top 10 list, but it should, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe I need to take I, I'll definitely take Sunset Boulevard off and, and put, <laughs> put, put it there. Yeah, yeah Sunset Boulevard Super Troopers, the same great movie. That's yeah. the
0: only like embarrassing one on my list, uh, that's <laughs> you can know that I'm being truthful with you, listeners. I, uh, uh, yes,
1: we, we, no, no, we don't pull punches that's here. That's right. What's uh, your number eight? All right, so number eight, um, uh, is uh, Amelie. really uh, yeah yeah and um it's uh i I saw it in college and once again the kind of hopeless romantic in me it's such a beautiful film uh i love the way that it's shot and the colors that they have and the the story itself is uh is unreal where i i don't think i've ever seen a movie that is so off kilter that way right michelle gondry would be similar in some of the ways that he films things yeah Uh, charlie kaufman i feel like you know could have written that script yeah uh, Totally. It's it's one of those where uh, I I really enjoy it and uh, the the story is so beautiful uh, with just the the interactions that she has with the characters in the film and trying to make everybody happy but then realizing that she's unhappy and right. then having to uh, find happiness for herself and the, the whole the whole setup of her finding uh, I think it's Matthew Cassevitz is is the guy that yeah uh, she ends up with but like he's the photo repair guy and, yeah and finds all these photos and she takes photos of herself to send to him. And it's like this sweet little romance tied up in a mystery tied up in, you know, kind of this good Samaritan novel and like just a weird, uh, uh and, and was it Jean-Pierre Genet? Yeah. Is the, mm. is the director. And yes. who, who, yeah. by the way, directed alien resurrection. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he. Uh, I, his his other good one there was a uh, Delicatessen.
0: Yeah, it, I've I've seen that. Yeah, that. And, I watched and, that in film school too. I think. Yeah, actually, yeah, we, and
1: both of those movies are yeah. uh, great. Just little French films that uh, don't get enough love.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah, his films have that kind of uh, Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Gondry kind of quirky yep. stuff to it, and I, I like all that sort of stuff. I need to watch Amelie again because I don't think I watched it under the best conditions the first time. I think right. I was really tired or something, mm-hmm. and I just did not. It just didn't click with me, so I need to watch it again because I do have a lot of friends that love that movie. Yeah, you know, it's one of acting is great in it. It's it's one of those movies
1: where people are like, "Oh, it's French," and I got to read subtitles. I'm like, "Man, you got to get past that because."
0: Yeah, and admittedly, I that's a barrier for me, like because I have to just be in the right mood to watch something with subtitles because I need to focus. And and the problem is, I focus on the words and I wind up not watching the movie. So that's something I struggle with. I'm a very slow reader too. That was the that
1: was my biggest struggle for. my first time that I watched uh, Seven Samurai was, yeah, you know, right, like, here's a, here's a three-hour movie in Japanese, mm-hmm. uh, deal with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, not yeah. knowing the
0: language always creates this disconnect that you just can't, I mean, it's hard to get past. It very head, is, like, yeah. Like,
1: it, so. it, 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 it is tough to get past, but uh, another great, uh, I think it's Tao Tao, that's how you say Audrey, Audrey Tao Tao? Yeah, right. That's right. how you say yeah. her name? Um, if, if, if not, I apologize, but... Uh, she can call in the show. She too, can call so, in, yeah. I'd love to talk to her and just pick her brain for a little bit yeah but, uh, another great movie with her was uh priceless i don't know if you ever saw i've that never one. seen that no. and uh the the comedy of errors there that plays out yeah. <clears throat> also very good she she plays uh such a wonderful little french waif <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> like this, right
1: just this kind of uh manic pixie dream girl but french
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah like that's
1: that's who audrey Tautou was in the early 2000s yeah so yeah that's amelie cool. uh that's also the movie that i recommend to anybody who is just looking for kind of like hey what's a great porn flick and or just great movie to watch i'm like go with that one yeah yeah because you're, you're not going to be
0: disappointed i'm going to watch it again soon and i'll report back to you right on uh so my number eight is boogie nights Ooh. um i'm Ooh. a big pt anderson fan I pretty much like you know everything he's done would and you say that that's his best movie i think it is okay because i think it's like there's like a there's an innocence to it which is weird because it's about porn right. but there's like this <laughs> D- this like joy in it of how he made it. Um, you right. can just see it just comes through and it's before he was held up as some master of the craft or something. And he's just like going for it. He I love Boogie Nights as a movie,
1: but I don't know that much about like the, I, I, I would assume you probably knew a little bit more about uh, the making of Boogie Nights. A little bit, yeah. Okay, I know
0: that Burt Reynolds hates uh, P.T. Anderson. Right. He had bad <laughs> which makes no <laughs> yeah. sense to me because had Bert had Reynolds I mean, like, I put
1: Burt Reynolds back on the map there for yeah, a while. Yeah, he did. Because he won the Oscar for it, right? Ah, he, he got nominated. I don't think he won. He didn't win in? No okay. he, he lost I should to, probably know that He lost to yeah. somebody I got it around here somewhere yeah, but, he, but he lost to somebody Yeah
0: but he That's what I mean he brought Yeah it made him back And he's great in that movie um, And it's just I don't know It's just, its interesting That a film about The porn industry Can be so Like Family oriented And touching In a way It's, it's, it's so all weird. about like yeah. How important family is And how people have to Stick together Because these people Are outcasts You know That have Their work in the porn industry And they have to rely on each other, and they're, it, they come from all walks of life, and I don't know. It's, it's got a great soundtrack, too. There's a common theme for most of my top ten movies. Right, is most right. of them have a great soundtrack, great soundtrack with a lot of really good... I'm a sucker for like using Billy Madison, pop- great soundtrack. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, a, there's a stick song in
1: there, right? That's <laughs> yes right, yeah. The
0: song where the clown sings after he hits his head <laughs> on the ground is great. Um, now, I'm a sucker for like using pop music in scenes effectively, and uh, he does that in that film. A lot, and oh yeah, uh, like the great, final great scene, music, great music moments in Boogie Nights. Yeah, the, the final scene where they're they're showing them all kind of like they've survived all the these trials and tribulations, and it shows their kind of family aspect of them, and they're playing God Only Knows by the Beach Boys oh, is yeah. like yeah. this great you know music moment.
1: Um, Burt Reynolds lost that Best Supporting Actor to Robin Williams for Goodwill Hunting. Really? Yeah.
0: That year, I get I get Oscars mixed up all the years just get jumbled together. So, right. and I'm really bad about knowing what year a movie was was filmed and stuff. So, yeah,
1: it was uh, 1997 for Boogie Nights. So it was like the '98 Oscars. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Goodwill Hunting got uh, got Robin Williams the Oscar for that. Which I, you know, Robin Williams was good in that. And I yeah, I, he was good. In that, I, yeah. I feel I feel like Burt Reynolds had a better role. I yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy yeah. Burt Reynolds' role in, in Boogie Nights better than I do Robin Williams, but Robin Williams was also pushing for that Oscar. Yeah. Like he he'd been in a couple of nominated roles in the nineties that he had gotten snubbed on. And uh I feel like, you know, that was the that was the one that are like, Well, we'll just give it to Robin, you know. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> i just i i love ensemble movies too and that's another reason like i like movies that have big like big cast, a lot of characters new year's day valentine's day yeah (laughs) yeah yeah right all the classics what to expect what you're expecting exactly i love all those um (laughs) no but i just love like in the interplay and it it tackles this long period of time because it goes up you know from the 70s up through the 80s and beyond right um i don't know there's just great moments also like the scene where they're uh they're trying to rob the coke dealer or whatever and he's playing oh, a yeah, uh, night, night ranger and yeah. uh and the kid there's a kid in the background just just firing so, off fireworks yeah. like there's so many times in my life where i feel like them sitting on the couch where i'm like being held hostage <laughs> by things in life at the grocery store or whatever Where right. i'm like i want to just blast off and get out of here and like right Christian now just like, comes in your head yeah <laughs> These, the, the the tense moment of that you just feel the anxiety um as they're there's waiting a, to like there's tom jane in that scene too wasn't tom jane yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. plays the uh i forget what his character's name but he's like the the bad the bad seed that leads them astray yeah
1: he's the one he's the guy supplying them with coke yeah
0: he is yeah. And, and then he was and the one that decided to rob yeah, the they guy and rob it's him. alfred molina who they're that's trying right to that's to. right it's a, that, that's going to be in my top 10 uh you know music, music movie, movie, movie moments, music. Oh, for sure so. for
1: sure um yeah, yeah that Tom Jane. Every time I think about Tom Jane now, I can only think of Arrested Development. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm just trying to get my kids back, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lindsay, Lindsay uh, mistakes him for an actor, and he's actually just a homeless guy. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, no, Tom Jane. Uh, also, weird, uh, guilty pleasure movie that I really enjoyed. Hit him was uh, the sweetest thing with Cameron Diaz
2: oh yeah i and haven't he ever was, watched he was, that actually. he was like the love interest yeah.
1: in, in uh-huh. that one where you know he was going to get married but then cameron diaz shows up with her cameron diazness you're and, right. uh, speaking of cameron diaz in the 90s mask the, or the mask oh yeah. my
2: gosh smoke, yeah. smoke show <laughs> yeah
1: no no not not getting into too much detail but uh a, a, a few uh a few unborn children were sacrificed to the porcelain <laughs> gods on, on on cameron diaz and Mask. Cameron, yeah <laughs> Or not, not mask with Eric Stoltz, but the mask with Jim Carrey. Right. Uh, I think that was. Our first... <laughs> yeah, that's a very quite different. <laughs> that was very movies, different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Cameron Diaz and Cher. You yeah. Know, just. <laughs> um.
2: All
1: right. So uh, number seven, number seven is uh, Jaws for me. Okay. Right? Yeah, that yeah. was my number seven, and um, one one of those movies where I saw it at the right time, and it just I I think that was my maybe the first, I would assume the first Steven Spielberg movie that I saw, right. because. Uh, but I, 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 can't speak on that for sure. Cause I've, I've seen everything the man's done, but, uh, he, uh, like you said, like we said earlier, it could have, it could have destroyed him before he began. And, uh, jaws in itself is a modern Marvel. And I think that the, the decision to hold, to hide the shark as long as possible paid off in the end.
0: Yeah. And that's where it totally could have <clears throat> fallen apart. And it almost did. I mean, like... It's oh, yeah. Like, Steve, it's Spielberg just, nightmare stories yeah.
1: about, you know, he, he'd like, lost weight, was losing weight over the whole yeah. mechanical shark and everything. There's some great stories about the making of that movie. Mm-hmm. And also,
0: you know, the, it's an important film. It's the first blockbuster, you know. The very first blockbuster.
1: The, the, you know. the, the term blockbuster came around because of Jaws. Yeah.
0: So... For better uh, or worse, it, it changed things forever for, right.
1: uh, for films. And, so. then, and then you look at, like, Jaws came out in 75 think so yeah, yeah 75 and then and, you know star wars, star wars 77, 77 yeah, yeah so uh, kind of paved the way for for that yep, yep. Um, cool. and then got nominated for best picture but he didn't get nominated for best Director. really no i didn't know that yeah
0: you're uh, like the oscar historian There's i, I am my, that's so.
1: that's my like my i love watching movies but like my side hustle and my, my my side hobby within film is oscars uh trivia and uh oscars knowledge about things so Um, we'll have a, well, I'm sure we'll have a future podcast on, on just Oscars stuff, which would be literally probably just me talking for, (laughs) for, for for as long as, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. All right. Number seven. uh, My number
0: seven is, uh, Rushmore by Wes Anderson. Um, I love it. it. That's one
1: of my all time favorite movie music. Uh, moments, which which one? Oh, Okay, you, we'll you continue. We'll see if we. Yeah, talk about
0: it. um, I just it, great soundtrack yes. to that movie. Yes, um, and it's Wes Anderson, like before he kind of like, I don't know, like before it almost came, became a cliche of him being quirky. I guess uh, that Tenenbaums, seems negative, but I love every movie he oh, does. I love, done, I love like, Wes
1: Anderson movies. Yeah, uh, Rushmore is my favorite Wes Anderson movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, like, oh, without, yeah. Without, it? yeah. Oh yeah. Is it? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's mine too. Yeah, yeah. obviously. so it's, it's my favorite. And I love Royal Tenenbaums. I love it's Royal like Tenenbaums. On, in, it's, it's a great movie, know, but um, um, <clears <clears <throat> um, there's just like a purity in that film of like the performances are amazing and mm-hmm. like you know like there's it's just another film that's like sad in parts but very uplifting too. Yes. And I see a lot of myself in in Max, the main character. You know, the, I can definitely the, the, see that. Jason Schwartzman like annihilated that role Out It's of just the amazing. Gate, too. Like, First movie. Yeah. First movie. I also feel too. Yeah.
1: That really helped uh, the Bill Murray renaissance.
0: Oh, de- definitely, yeah. Uh, um, where,
1: I, I almost in the sense of, like, Bill Murray was always Bill Murray. Right. And I think that Bill Murray, for, uh, like, kids who were teenagers in the 80s, mm-hmm. definitely identified more with, like, Caddyshack and Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters and stuff like that. yeah. Uh, whereas I very much identify with Bill Murray as, like, you know, I love Ghostbusters, and I love early Bill Murray, and Meatballs is one of my all-time yeah, just, yeah. you know, stupid movies, but... I very much more identify with the Bill Murray almost a a cliche of himself where you know there was a certain point where you know when Bill Murray turned up in Zombieland I was like oh my Bill ghost busting ass Murray you know exactly like when when uh, when Jim Jarmusch is making uh, like meta jokes about you within his own movie when you're in his movie yeah then yeah you're 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 somewhere. Yeah, and um,
0: that that Rushmore was like kind of the resurgence of his, like a rebirth in right. that way of being like the quirky guy that just because he
1: he had had kind of a slump in the mid '90s, uh, yeah, uh, where I think he was trying to figure out like he made that one was, uh, oh, what was he? He had to like move the elephant from one side of the country to the other, uh, not Operation yeah, Dumbo Drop. Yeah. That was the one with, <laughs> that was the one with Ray Liotta and yeah. uh, Danny Glover. But uh, no, it was like uh, I can't even remember the name of it now, but. Uh, yeah, that one with Bill Murray. But I do, I will say one of my all time favorite Bill Murray movies in the '90s was uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little.
0: Yeah, that's a that's that, a great, that, that great movie. Very yeah. underrated yeah. Bill Murray
1: classic and uh, does not get enough love. Also featuring Alfred Molina. As, oh yeah, uh, yeah. As, uh, he was the bad guy in that movie. So and a very yeah. a very heavy eyebrowed Peter Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> always heavy eyebrowed always, always.
0: Um, yeah, and Bill Murray is such a great villain in Rushmore. You know, because you like him. Right. And uh, but he's this villainous, you know, foil to mm-hmm. to this child, yes. you know. Yeah, it, it, and they play it as if they're both adults. Like yes. it's very much like it's that's what like the charm of the movie <clears> is. For I me. love the yeah. fact that because as a teacher,
1: I very much like even though Bill Murray wasn't a teacher in that movie, uh, as a teacher, I I have I've had students in the past who I was just like I would have such a petty argument yeah. with you over <laughs> over nonsense because right. just of who you are as a person yeah. like clearly bill yeah. murray should not even be talking My to nemesis, max fisher yeah but it is the fact that they're competing over this woman and this this kind of same uh same affection for uh for yeah the what's uh, i can't remember what olivia,
0: olivia what's her name once you know that mm-hmm. um yeah, she was in The Sixth Sense, too, I think. Um, she was, yeah. yeah it, uh, it, I don't know. And one of the greatest uh, lines in movie history, uh, these are OR scrubs. I was just about to say that. Oh, are they? <laughs> I say that all the time, and people don't get it. And I'm like, it's such a dry joke. It's, it's so like, dry. so good. But and his delivery is just just perfect in that. And the like, full-on yeah.
1: Vietnam recreation play oh, yeah. at the end. With yeah. like, the, the one that really threw me was, uh, uh, he's like, there. what was it, what's he say, uh, there's a... Uh, there's what's under the seats that he'd put under the seat. Uh, if you need them, Oh, protective uh, ear- goggles or earbuds ear- and protective yeah, goggles yeah, yeah, under yeah. the seats. If you need them. Yeah. Enjoy. And he just walks off stage. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Uh, yeah, no, uh, these are OR scrubs. Oh, are oh, they? Are they? <laughs> <Right. And laughs> yeah. Luke Wilson, right? Cause he was the, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. He was the, 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 what was he? He was a nurse, I guess. Or I something. think he was, was a, a surgeon maybe. Was he? I thought he was a nurse and that's why he was making fun of
1: him, but I don't know. Well, because he – ju- no, he was making fun of him because he was like, he was like, oh, I see that uh, we couldn't dress up for the play. Oh, uh, yeah. He's like, he's like yeah. I just, oh, right. I just yeah. came from work. Yeah. I just came from work. These are OR scrubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yep. All right. Uh, What's so, your uh, – uh, the, the, the end song there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and which Wes Anderson has perfected at this point. Uh, I would say, though, that the best uh, – I love that scene in uh, Rushmore. And that's really why I think the, the end
0: scene with the La La. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, it's and, great, yeah. And,
1: and it, it really and tells it's in me. Motion
2: it's, it's slow motion, it's in slow motion. And, that's and like, like, that's how Wes Anderson like, ends all of his movies. But yeah. I will
1: say, I think uh, life aquatic with Steve Zissou when he walks out to uh, queen bitch. Yeah. And he's <laughs> got like a kid one, on yeah. his shoulders and he's, he's back on top as yeah. you know, documentary filmmaker and everything. Uh, Wes Anderson definitely, like you said, hit his stride, and was Wes Anderson before it became kind of kitschy almost.
0: Yeah, and that's not hating on it. It's no, just like no, not he just is like it's him putting himself out there and then it was accepted. Right. And then I it, then it's like the floodgates are open mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna be as weird as I have yeah. I can. You yeah, know, yeah. and like I like that, but there's just like like I said, it's like there's this purity to to Rushmore that's right. like And Bottle Rocket, the movie before uh his first movie was is really good too. It's, not bad. it's just not no. it's just not honed to the <laughs> point where like Rushmore it has is, aspects like, of it. Uh-huh, you know, like you can yeah, see, you can see, see, see you coming, can see the yeah. future of
1: what he's going to mm-hmm. have there. But uh, it, it's more, definitely more of a you know, like this is clearly the man's first movie. Yeah. Whereas Rushmore, I think, is a great sophomore effort. Yep. Um, and then Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic. I really enjoyed Moonrise Kingdom too.
0: Yeah, I did uh, too. Uh, yeah. That was
1: that was good. I not a big fan of Darjeeling Limited, but I love moments in that
0: movie. Yeah, it's.
1: I agree. Yeah. It's good moments in it. Good cast. And Grand Pudep- Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, uh, was was excellent. Yep. And then, what was the stop motion one that
0: just came out? Isle of Dogs. I actually oh, have yeah. not seen that. Really good. Yeah, it's on HBO now. Check it out. My top it it ten out. list from last year. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Top 10 I wanted to see. I haven't <clears throat> seen. I actually haven't seen the, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox either. I like Fantastic so. Mr.
1: Fox better. Yeah, but I think that's more the kinetic energy that George Clooney brings to mm. the main character. Right. Uh, cause it, it, to me, fantastic Mr. Fox was almost like he was playing Everett from uh, Oh brother where art thou again. Right. As, yeah. as a right. Yeah. Animated Fox. <laughs> Bill Murray has a great role in fantastic Mr. Fox as well.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to watch this on my pile of shame. So yeah, it, we'll it happens.
1: It. There's just
0: so many, there's so many out there right now that
1: you, know, you want to watch, but you can't.
0: Yep. All right.
1: So that was your number
0: seven, right? Yes. All
1: right. So number six, I'm going to go one of my all time. This is probably my favorite comedy ever. And <clears throat> it has one of my favorite comedians, one of my favorite actors of all time. Uh, and it combines two things that I absolutely love, which is stupid humor and old movies. And uh, that's going to be Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid with okay. with Steve Martin.
0: Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie.
1: I, I absolutely love this movie. It has, I endlessly, endlessly quote this movie, um, but it, it, the the concept of it for those of you that haven't seen Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid is um, they they take old film noirs from the from the '40s uh, I think one of them was like Maltese Falcon uh, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with like Humphrey Bogart uh, and you know there's one with like Ava Gardner and you know there's a lot of like the the film fatals of the of the '40s film noirs and uh, they intercut scenes from those movies and they film real scenes to drive the plot forward but they take right. scenes from old movies to fit in with uh, the scenes that they filmed to have this plot of this you know weird detective story that's going mm-hmm. on and uh Steve Martin tries to play this hard-boiled detective you know kind of like in the lines of Philip Marlowe or uh Sam Sneed kind of thing or Sam Spade sorry Sam Sneed's a golfer <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh but they 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 have him and uh he plays uh this this detective Reardon and uh he just. Steve Martin at the height of his powers Uh, you know I love The Jerk I love The Man With Two Brains uh, you know, it was before he got super family-oriented with uh, Father of the Bride, which is, yeah, is excellent right, in its own yeah. way. But Steve Martin in the 80s, I feel, had really... He could do whatever he oh, wanted to Oh, Three Amigos, man. Three it's Amigos like, is... Oh, hilarious. Oh, it's so okay. good.
0: So good. I, I need to watch that one again. I haven't seen it in a long time. So. Little Buttercup.
1: That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, all, that's all I can think of when I, when I, when I think about Three Amigos. And yeah. then the, 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 the salute. Yeah. They <laughs> do a hernia cough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's Deadman Don't stuff. Wear Plaid is... Fantastic. And if you haven't seen it in a while, it's worth checking out because uh, especially for me, I love I I think that that really kind of started my affinity with older movies. And Mm -hmm. I love I love film noir movies uh, and and any kind of 40s and 50s film noir that I can get my hands on. Uh, One I saw recently that I'd never seen was uh, Asphalt Jungle, which is also really good. Uh, one of Marilyn Monroe's early roles where she plays kind of this dumb blonde mistress but mm-hmm. actually is crucial to the movie. Right. And uh, <clears throat> I think that that's where she got actually noticed for the first time in terms of, you know, oh, this this girl's got potential. Um, but uh, film noirs and Steve Martin, that absolutely slays it. Directed by Carl Reiner. And so okay. it has a lot of that uh, Sid Caesar show of shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Mel Brooks really solidify some of that comedy writing of the of the 70s and 80s with some of the movies that they were making there and carl reiner kills it and uh, another one was uh fatal instinct i don't know if you ever saw that one uh with, no uh, haven't armand asante and they kind of really they, yeah they can they combine uh aspects of some of those uh like it was basic attraction uh or fatal sorry, attraction. Fatal, fatal attraction and basic instinct and they uh, they kind of combine some of those genres and stuff and this is kind of spoofing those film noirs of the of the 40s and 50s but with excellent steve martin and uh his pajamas which, is a, which <laughs> is a line in that movie but uh great movie fantastic uh get over the black and white block because you're you're missing out if you if, if that's your hold up right
0: so. that wouldn't that wouldn't affect me i'm no. i'm cool with black and yeah, white Yeah, I'm, so. I'm very cool with black and white movies all right. My number six is a little science fiction film directed by Catherine Bigelow uh, called Strange Days. And it was written by uh, James Cameron it's from a story by James Cameron. And that uh,
1: before or after they got married,
0: it was after they were divorced, I think. But I think oh, they were really? still on good terms. I think that's what that. OK, I, I think that's how that played out. Okay. I think basically he was like, "Do you want to use this?" And she's like, "Yes, okay. I do." Right. And I think, but I don't know the whole details on. it. They were married at some point in time, right? Um, Catherine Bigelow of uh, went on to make The Hurt Locker, right, uh, which she won an Oscar for, right? Uh, the more importantly, right? Catherine so. Bigelow made Point Break. It, true. Yes, she did. <laughs> so that's that's I, that's the I, true I, achievement I, there. Yeah, I should have led with that, but um, <clears throat> Point Break is an awesome movie. Can I can I say uh, one thing? though? Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, I I hate The Hurt Locker. You really? Why? I despise that movie. I do not think it's a good
0: movie. Really? Here's, here's a couple reasons. It does have a weird pacing to it. It has it's a weird pacing to, to it. Off,
1: yeah. it. It drags in places, and I also feel like the movie could have been an hour long, and it's like two hours and ten minutes long.
0: Yeah. Um, I, it's been a while. I only saw it the one time, and I, I enjoyed I, it when I saw Anthony it. Anthony Mackie,
1: though. right? Anthony Mackie, the, mm. the black guy in that movie for the bomb tech. Yes. I think it is. But I'll say this. Jeremy Renner can't carry a movie to save his life
0: yeah I can agree well I, did you see Wind River
1: I did and I didn't like you it. you didn't like it I, I, liked I liked it I liked. Asked, I ask I like parts of it like not the, much was
0: asked of him in that movie he just kind of right reacts to things and, and I really like uh was
1: it Taylor Sheridan the writer yeah because he wrote uh yeah, Hell he or high water and um there's another one um Serpica, or it's not Serpica, Sicario not, uh, Sicario yeah yeah he wrote, he wrote I
0: love it. Sicario it could have been on my top 10 list too. Oh, actually for sure. I love Sicario, that movie. the first one you see the second one I did yeah, would you think it's okay? That? Yeah, yeah. it's all right. It was I liked okay. it okay, but I think it could have been. It's not the first
1: one. The so. the first one was, of course, directed by I think the modern, the the our modern savior of cinema for directors is uh, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, uh, who, which you and I think are both really excited about uh, Dune.
0: His Com- d- his Dune. Yeah, reboot. his Dune, or, re- you know, Dune reboot coming out. Yeah uh I, mean, I am excited I, about I, that any,
1: any little tidbit that we get from that is always big news on me and joey's facebook page where it's know, just like yeah, we're just, yeah, just like, oh my god oh this? my this? Yeah. it's
0: a great cast i love that i love <clears throat> doing anyway how do you pronounce his name
1: uh, i had to watch the oscars one year i think it was like when he got nominated for arrival and it's he's french or i, th- I think he's french uh but it's denis not dennis yeah it's denis villeneuve that's okay. how, how you say his name. All right.
0: That's and, good to uh, know.
1: And, and I swear I did not know how to say that until I watched the Oscars one year and he got nominated and, like, and they're like, now nominated for Arrival, Denis Villeneuve. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I know how to say it now
0: Now I look smart at parties when I say <laughs> that. Uh, back to Strange Days. Yes, uh, I sorry. love science fiction. I think it's probably my favorite genre, um, but it's just a cool little film. It, it was filmed in 95, I believe, or released in 95, but it's set in... 1999 right. it actually the the, cl- the climax of the movie come takes place on new year's eve when we're trans- transitioning over to 2000 Angela Bassett and in that one, angela bassett's in it ray fines ray yeah um tom sizemore's in it too it, it, it has been i saw it once it came out when there was a bunch of like getting into the internet movies and Johnny like just, yeah all, all the, <laughs> the there net. was a lot and there was more <laughs> of them than that you know and it but it hackers one of my all time favorites. Yeah, hackers too. too. The same, same kind of time period, but it's it's it plays on the sort of dread that, and I think that it probably um, was better in '95 because it plays on this dread. Because in '95 we were thinking about Y2K. 2000 yeah. Y2K. Yeah. People were really worried about starting to get worried about stuff, and it also felt a long way away too. Right. But it's not. It's only a couple years, you know. But it uh, it it plays up on that anxiety, and it's all about this. Uh, virtual reality uh, device that people use to feel like see experience other people's memories right uh, which is kind of played out to fruition now because we have all these crazy you know VR devices and stuff so it's kind of ahead of its time in that way it would look dated now if you go back and watch it's a little bit dated but I like her like vision of the future but not a far future right the clothes are a little weird and futuristic Mm -hmm. but not to the point where they're like flying around in jetpacks or anything it's like (laughs) a believable future it's not really what kind of happened, but it it's it, they went for it and it was it was pretty cool. That's how I felt uh, about
1: uh equilibrium. Did you ever see that one? It's yeah. The kind of matrix uh, matrix mm-hmm. spinoff there. Yeah. Uh that that you like a future that was not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah.
0: And it, it yeah. made it really interesting and it makes the stakes of the movie like kind of like right. matter. It feels has some weight to it.
1: It was one of and, those movies that I definitely saw I've I've seen it but and I have it. It's over yeah. it's over in the stacks over here. Uh but I have not watched it in probably 10 years yeah and it's it's one of those that I need to revisit. you should go
0: back and watch it it's got a cool style to it and, it's, and basically the plot is they're trying to solve this murder mystery because they've discovered a snuff film that has right. happened in this VR stuff um, and it's that's that's obviously outlawed because you actually feel it like right. and so it like messes people up forever to feel it someone dying. Uh, stuff, so. with Cage? <laughs> maybe it, it, it <laughs> influenced that movie for sure That that, that great film um but no it's strange it's got a great soundtrack and actually the first time i saw it i watched the last 30 minutes of it on hbo or something oh wow and i i got hooked on it because the end credits are so cool i feel like, like
1: that's not i feel like that's something that we don't have enough of today where
0: just walking in into walking a movie in and or seeing like
1: catching the last the, the, little bit yeah. of a movie and you're like man that looked cool i gotta watch i gotta watch it. That. i gotta wait yeah. till it comes back on i gotta again. wait till it yeah. comes back on now whereas now since everything's instant yeah on demand yeah you, you don't you, you don't get that you don't it's not like you just turn the TV on and catch the end of something.
0: Also, gone are the days of, like, well, shit, Goodfellas is on, so I guess I have to watch it, because yeah. when am I going to see it again? Right, right. You know? Like, yeah, the, you don't have those in-the-moment moments where the, the movie's just playing. But That
1: was one of my all-time favorite games, though, in college, before instant streaming and all that kind of stuff came yeah. around. Um, was, uh, I love we, – we, we would go and get drunk at a party or something like that, and we'd come home and, like, just throw on the TV – and we'd we'd be sitting there eating pizza, trying yeah. to like not be hungover in the morning, kind of thing. And uh, we'd go and uh, we just flip through the channels when when movies were coming on, yeah. because you know, like we'd get back at you know late night movies would be on, and then the game was. I'm sure you've probably played this. At the point, like you get you win if you were able to name the movie based on the opening credits before okay. the actual yeah. title of the movie comes up. Yeah, and that was always a game that we liked to play because. Uh, i like to play because i was really good at it yeah, right. <laughs> of course nobody, you were nobody else yeah really good i believe at it. that You're, that's yeah, yeah. why you liked it yeah yeah so uh i enjoy playing but uh, i don't know if anybody else did so
0: <laughs> yeah um yeah but strange days is cool you just check it out and uh, like i said the end credits are what hooked me because they're it's just this cool sequence of like still images from the movie and okay. these moments in it and it just also the soundtrack's awesome it's just got like a it's electronic music. that's right. very like of the time or whatever, but it's really good. Evangelist? Uh, no, no, not <laughs> nothing like that. So, anyway, Strange Days. That's my number six. So. I got
1: you. All right, uh, number five. I'm gonna go with another uh, one of my hopeless romantic movies here, which is uh, kind of depressing but also uplifting, as we've kind of touched on a little bit earlier, uh, which is The Apartment, uh, okay, 1960, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. another Billy Wilder film, and um, Jack uh, Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine. And, um, it's, it was one of those movies that when I started to get serious about movies and started to watch movies that people were like, oh yeah, watch this flick. And, uh, it was one of those ones that had people, somebody had recommended to me and uh, I finally watched it and it, it blew me away. Um, Jack. I have Lemmon, not
0: seen it, but I know it's known for the Jack Lemmon's performance. Jack so, Lemmon was right, excellent like really...
1: and, uh, did not win best actor for it. Right. Uh, I don't think Cheryl McLean, she got nominated. I don't think she won either, but I think like some, I, I, I think Jack Lemmon maybe. I think he lost to Gregory Peck maybe for uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh maybe right, maybe. 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 I, I don't remember. Uh, I'm not 100. percent I believe it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, go in. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. But uh, I, I'm probably very mistaken on that. Uh, but Jack Lemmon, if if there was a cinematic character that is me,
0: yeah, it's his character. I, I, in I think it's apartment. Jack Lemmon yeah. in,
1: in uh, the apartment where, because uh, I, I feel like. Um, if you're Max Fisher uh, then I'm very much uh, <laughs> I'm very much living in the apartment yeah. where uh, not, not feeling like I get walked on at work or anything like that because he's very much a character that uh, you know lets his bosses walk all over him and right. caters to their every nit, their whim and stuff like to try and move up the corporate ladder which was a very big deal in the 1960s yeah. Um Because in education, there's there's no upward movement for anything. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, the whole plot of the movie is is without giving too much away. um, He rents out his apartment for his bosses to have liaisons with mistresses and things like that. So basically, like that's his that's their shag pad uh, is is his apartment. And then uh, that's he gets in good with the boss, and then you know he's up for promotion whenever somebody dies or retires. Right. Uh, But then one of the girls that's left there is Shirley McLean one time. And, you know, the, the boss just basically leaves her, Uh, you know, she was OD'd and Jack Lemmon goes in and takes care of her and uh, helps her through that rough, rough time in her life. So it does get a little bit downtrodden there, but then the ending is, is very kind of uplifting and happy. And, you know, it, it it gets everything done that it needs to. Uh, But fantastic performances, great direction. There's a reason why it won best picture. That year uh for sure um one of my one of my favorite movies
2: yeah
0: i need to put it on my list because it's just one of those ones that's referred to in so many things mm-hmm. like film books and his yep. film and story
1: uh some great tracking shots it. some great tracking shots in that yeah. movie. and uh like i, I, I said, know it's known
0: for that too yeah yep, <clears throat> yep and the cinematography i uh,
1: i feel like it was also a very prescient modern like contemporary film even for the time that it came out yeah. because you're looking at like it's set in 1960 (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, it's set during the time and one of the really cool things I liked about it was um, was Mad Men Mad Men referenced it uh, because like one of the like Joan had gone to go see uh uh the apartment and oh you know, i think i remember that like the yeah. parallels between what's happening in the apartment ha- having watched the apartment mm-hmm. and then that scene becomes way more important in because she has very much that relationship with roger yeah uh, and, and that that shirley mclean have with the boss kind of thing so uh very very cool little inside where matthew matthew weiner yeah uh, knows knows this cinema so that's great right, yep
0: um, my number five is a Martin Scorsese film, um, and it is Casino.
1: Okay, you and, I, you and I have talked about this before.
0: Have we? This is one of our debates. Yeah, yeah, I think. This is, this is um, one of
1: the, the debates that we rage on. I here. think
0: Casino is Scorsese's best film. Uh, most people would disagree with me on that. I will disagree um, with you
1: right now on I, the air. Yes. I just watched <laughs>
0: Goodfellas again, and I was like prepared to like change my because th- those are the two for me. I know a lot of people put Raging Bull in there. Raging um, Bull, like, I would
1: say, would be. I, uh, I would put. Goodfellas and Raging Bull together, yeah. Before I put Casino and And, Goodfellas, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I I I watched Goodfellas again the other day, and it's a great movie, but the beginning and the end doesn't do it for me. I love it. I'm not saying it's trash. I'm just saying it's like not as like I feel like Casino just 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 rolls through the whole thing. I also like the setting of uh, you know Casino is all about the rise of the mob's power in in Las Vegas, right? And how that changes over time. Um, and I th- I like the setting of Las Vegas is really really interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, De Niro, whereas De Niro played a more like not as much. I mean, he's he's in Goodfellas a lot, but right. he's not the main focus of Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. He is the main focus of this film, and he carries it r- so much better. I think right. than Ray Liotta does in right. in Goodfellas. That's not to say it's like both of them are like. Oh yeah, they're you fantastic. Know, I love both those films, but I think the Casino is like his best film. I You know I'm a sucker for the ensemble cast and the music Scorsese it Scorsese and Tarantino are like the two masters of using pop music and scenes uh, I think you know and there's all this great like uh, you know music from all types of different eras throughout his films and it's it's just a great I don't know it's one of those movies like like Goodfellas if it's on TV Goodfellas casino the first two Godfather films; those mm-hmm. are films I'm just gonna have to watch it. If it's on, if it's, if it's, I just right. turn the TV on and it happens to be on, I'm watching the rest of it wherever it's at. I'm watching the rest point. of it. I'm watching for
1: a good half hour. Yeah. If, if yeah. I've, if it, I've got nowhere to be, mm-hmm. uh, I
0: tell you, I tell you what, I'll, I'll give you
1: this now. Joe Pesci in Casino. Yeah. I like him better than in Goodfellas. And he plays won, the same role pretty plays, much. He plays but almost the exact same role. Upgraded a little bit. Upgraded. Like he, and, yeah. and I like I like Joe Pesci. I like Joe Pesci better in Casino than I do in Goodfellas. Because in Goodfellas, he like his his death is warranted. Yeah. And not saying that it isn't in casino, but I feel like in Goodfellas, somebody should have shot him in the head years ago.
0: Yeah, you're or, not shocked by it. No. you're kind of shocked by it in You're casino. shocked by Casino you're like,
1: because, in the the way he dies. Yeah, I tell you the the one the one thing that sets it apart there is they they're burying him alive and you he's like gasping for air. Yeah, as they're throwing dirt yeah, and on it's his like, body. Yeah. Spoiler alert for people that haven't seen Casino, but yeah, it's
0: it's, it's just shocking scene. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's a very yeah.
1: shocking scene, and I feel like it's more shocking than the bullet in the head in Goodfellas. when Goodfellas, yeah. he's About to get made uh for for that but um and 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 not a big fan of sharon stone really i thought she was great in that movie she's, she's great that's one of the movies where i can actually tolerate her yeah but i she just does not and and also too like i i have a weird where i'm like robert de niro what are you doing with sharon stone you know like that's that's not a
0: you know like, like why did he use Sharon Stone? Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think she was hot at the time. I mean, hot like a hot, right, right, a right. hot item. She to like a the, she, was she was popular the at actress. the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's that. I don't know. I I think she does get in a good job in that role. She does. I guess it could have been played by other people, but I, I feel um, the same
1: way about Kelly McGillis in yeah. uh, in Top Gun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Call back. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh. I, no offense against Kelly McGillis, we were looking forward to your phone call, but probably not going to get it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, Kelly McGillis, I'm like, no, Tom Cruise is better than Kelly McGillis.
0: Right. I got you. Which is no, why. It's no, all right. All right. It, all right. I won't, I won't argue Kevin with that. Works, yeah. Which is why Nicole I don't do Kevin that. Yeah. Do that. Um, Don Rickles in Casino also great as the pit boss guy. That's having Don the Don yeah. Rickles. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, so you you would say that Goodfellas is, is Scorsese's best film, and, and that yeah. happens to be the next one on my list. Okay, well we'll transition right into Goodfellas. We did not plan that. I have no idea. No, what his no, no. List yeah, is, we did so. not. We did not Surprise. discuss uh, the yeah. list
1: beforehand. And uh, Goodfellas is my number four um, for for good reason. Um, it was one of those movies. that My number four and my number one both I saw at a very I feel like important time in my life, to where I had made the transition from, you know kid movies to more adult oriented movies where like Boogie nights was one of those movies that I saw around the same time. And, uh, but Goodfellas had me hooked from the absolute start where that first line the often quoted, you know, uh, my entire life, I've always wanted to be a gangster and and Ray Liotta and it's the freeze frame on his face. And then you hear that big band swing music come in and once again, perfect use of music in a movie. Mm -hmm. And then you just learn about Henry Hill and just everything about that movie was so cool, and I, I literally, I, I wanted to practice and how to like slice garlic with a razor blade, yeah, and, and I just know, yeah. like little stuff like the that. The food in that movie, the food if is, you watch that yeah, movie, hungry, yeah, you're gonna yeah, be, you're gonna bad be time, so, Yeah, and, uh, and uh, oh man, um, Lauren, no, not Lauren, um, the, the actress in that was his wife. Um,
0: Oh, uh, Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Went on to uh, fame in uh, The Sopranos. Yes, yes. Daughter Melfi. Yeah.
1: And uh, she's absolutely amazing in that movie. Yeah. Uh, all the side characters. I love the introduction of like when they go around uh, the the restaurant and they're just introducing like everybody's nickname. Yeah. And it's like here's like Jimmy two times and he's like, uh, you know, play the ponies, play the ponies. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. like everybody this gets like... their own little moment in the sun. And then one of the greatest tracking shots of all time, following them through the Copa through the Uh, kitchen they go through the
0: kitchen and yeah Yeah. i was i was blown away again watching that the other day by that scene i just i'd forgotten that shot like it was really great Um, you're
1: you're a fan of uh music and movies as as pop music and movies and i'm also that way but i love a good tracking shot Uh, oh yeah like the opening touch of evil um Pretty much mm-hmm. the entirety of Children of Men.
0: <laughs> I need to watch that. I've not seen. Oh, it. you've never seen no, Children no, of Men? I've heard it's oh really gosh, good. So right up good. my alley. So but... good. You'd like it. Sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, kind of you know
1: future, but not future. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, believable. Yeah, yeah, believable future mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, Goodfellas, absolutely one of my one of my favorite movies, and um, I love the scene uh, that you know Martin Scorsese got his mom to be. Uh, Joe Pesci's mom. Yeah, and, and, and I think she
0: actually painted that painting she too. Did. Like, she did. She did paint that yeah, painting.
1: Okay. And uh, and and you know the like once again going back to the food where you just like watching you're like man I just want to eat all of that food because it, she made it look so yeah delicious and appetizing.
0: Have you and, seen? Shout out to one of our local favorite local restaurants, Keg and Egg. Have you seen in Keg and Egg that painting is on the wall in Keg no, and No, I haven't Egg? noticed yeah. that. Next time you're in there, okay. look because I okay. I didn't know I for, couldn't remember what it was from and then we watched Goodfellas and I was like.
2: What? Oh, that's, that's what it that's the painting. <laughs> this is that's a reproduction
0: awesome. of it. This is a painting of like a fisherman with his dog or right, whatever. Right, it's right. like yeah, that's uh, man. That movie is very good. I'm not I'm not shitting on it no, at all. No, and, and so, in no way like, am I shooting on yeah. Casino, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah.
1: saying that Goodfellas is better than I will casino. lose this
0: argument every time, but like, <laughs> just because like there's but, so many people that But that I admire you for standing
1: by it because it, it's one of those that it's going to be an and unpopular I, opinion. And
0: I reevaluated it, you know. I watched Goodfellas again and uh yeah, just just yeah. oh man, the scene where they're in Goodfellas though—the scene where they're playing the the end of of uh, Layla. Oh yeah. And they're flying through and showing everybody who's been whacked from yes. fucking this job up. When that piano and, like,
1: comes in for Layla, yeah, and, and like the pan up on the pink Cadillac, yeah, and their their throats are slit, Whew, and it just like that that heavy just doom doom doom. Yeah. Just, oh my just gosh! Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect pairing. Mm-hmm. I need to write that one down for music and movies. When we yeah, have that
0: podcast. I, I and I I would just watch Scorsese any Scorsese film. Like I just love. It. I mean, even the ones that weren't as good as other ones, I love. Right. and Like I would could watch them over and over again. I tell
1: you, one of my favorite Scorsese <laughs> films that I don't think gets enough credit was uh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore.
0: Uh, that's one of the few that I have not seen. Okay. So I need okay. To, I need to watch uh, that. Yeah. That,
1: that's that's one worth checking out. Um. Got Ellen you. Ellen Burstyn in that is amazing. Yeah. And right. Chris Christopherson with a very uh, under understated role there yeah some uh, chops he's been in some stuff yeah yeah man. yeah for yeah. sure and uh but the kid the kid in that movie is uh a great example of almost to the point of annoying mm-hmm. but not as a child actor right where you know sometimes kid actors can come across like oh my gosh you're just way trying too up. hard yeah. Uh, yeah but uh the, the kid in that movie does a really good job and uh spun off a TV show
2: yeah just, right uh, Alice yeah, Alice yeah, was yeah. from that yeah
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the same guy that plays the cook in the movie is the Mel. same guy. Mel, yeah, yeah. yeah. He <laughs> plays the cook in, uh, in Alice. In film. Alice, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, number four for you. Number you four got? for
0: me uh, is you and I have discussed this film a lot because anytime anyone whispers about uh, the, the genre of war films, I bring this up because I think it's the greatest war film of all time. It's The Thin Red Line. Yes. Directed yeah, by yeah. the great Terrence Malick. Very esoteric <laughs> director that a lot of people can't get into, but um, he's very uh, has a very strange method of making movies. Where he just shoots a ton of stuff and then creates a plot out of it. A lot of times, it's based on a book, but it loosely follows the plot of the book. The Thin Red Line is about it's a World War II film, uh, and it's set in the Pacific Theater, which a lot of World War II films are not. I would right, say that the majority, right. of, them majority of them are not set in yeah. uh in the Pacific and it Guadalcanal, right? Yeah, the yeah. battle for Guadalcanal, mm-hmm. and that that the, the setting plays is a character in the film, basically. Oh, um, it's definitely. like, uh, it's very much like a uh, Thoreau uh, novel, but set like, like...
1: Walden, but in the Pacific. But in the Pacific with, <laughs> with war,
0: you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's like this whole sort of, he, he intercuts these shots of these soldiers with like the jungle and uh all these nature these things happening in nature like snakes crawling around and and they go and they swim in the ocean they see all these fish and stuff like that and they play that it kind of makes the point of like that human beings are not that far detached from the animal world and it shows that war is just like us being animals i also
1: the the one thing i think i took away from it was uh that even with all the war going on life still is existent like where right the world goes on on even even though these
0: humans are are having this this battle uh yeah and I think that's
1: what Jim Caviezel's character was so kind of caught up in where you know like he he definitely gets caught up in the
0: where yeah it's almost like he's he's it's like a siren song mm -hmm, like he just mm -hmm. gets kind of taken out of like this his role in this battle in this you know in in his you know military service yes and uh, it's, about, I,
1: it's been a while since I've seen it, but he like the like the military people, the MPs come and arrest him to force him
0: back. Yeah, he, the, he, goes yeah goes, he goes AWOL and lives, yeah. lives with these natives on yeah. the, the island that they're at. And um, there's all this like interesting uh, they Malik uses these uh, these chants, uh, this chant music mm-hmm. of like from I think it's from Malaysia or something. Right. Um, this Malaysian choir. And it's very like ethereal. And it's a very, like, poetic movie. Uh, it, some people, you could watch it. People who love it or hate it, I think. You can even watch it and be like, this is pretentious garbage, right. or you're really going to be into it. A.K.A. That's, AKA Tree of Life. <laughs> right. <laughs> I won't defend that one, but I saw this movie in the theater when it came out, and it was, like, one of those films where the last shot, half the theater was blown away and in silence, and the other half of the theater laughed. Right. Because they were like, that was stupid. No, like, I, I, I
1: love Thin Red but, Line. It's a great movie uh but i don't have the same I, feelings about it that you do but
0: it, yeah it, i understand why people don't like it right. though but i just think it's like it's such an interesting take on the idea of war and and i just think it's the greatest war movie ever of all time and it's it's, and, it's very good an amazing world war ii film that's very different from any other world war ii film it's interesting to compare it with saving private ryan which came out in the same, came out year. The same
1: year both nominated for best
0: picture yeah and um, and, and both lost to Bullshit Shakespeare, Shakespeare and love lost to <laughs> marketing campaign. That's yep. a shame because both of those movies deserve well, it. Well, Harvey, Har- Harvey Weinstein got
1: his in the end. So yeah, right, Yeah, <laughs> did. yeah he, he did. Um,
0: it, it, it's it's interesting to compare it to Saving Private Ryan. I actually think that like it hurt the film that it came out after Saving Private Ryan because I think people went to people the who, Red Line yeah. wanting that. Mm-hmm. And the Saving Private Ryan is a very mainstream film, but well done, beautiful. Oh, like, absolutely. Some of the best battle scenes ever shot. Hmm. Um, but the two films, they work well together. It's like a good pairing. It is a good um, pairing. So if you're looking for something to do on a weekend, like the, watch, and, and watch Saber Pirate Ryan one night and watch Thin Red Line the next I, night
1: or whatever. So. I, I would agree with that because, and what I like about both of them, to, to show both of them back-to-back kind of thing, is the European war was such a different war than the one mm-hmm. in the Pacific where it, it is almost like two different worlds. And the, the battles and the, and the lifestyle and what they had to go through was a totally different experience. Uh, very interesting, I mean, I, I teach history. Uh, we're currently talking about this in class right now. Okay, yeah. uh, we're, we're in the midst of World War II. And uh, I, I tell the kids to pay attention. Uh, we watch clips from uh, Thin Red Line. We watch okay. clips from Saving Private yeah, Line. Cool. And I tell them to kind of like, okay, what's the differentiation between the two where you know what, what can be compared and contrasted? Uh, similar experiences, different experiences. Uh, based on where they're fighting.
0: Yeah, and they and they they play that up in the way that the two filmmakers uh, shot the film because like Saving Private Ryan is desaturated; it's very gray. Yes. And then it, the say the uh, Thin Red Line is oversaturated; mm-hmm. it's like these bright greens and yes. this lush jungle and this like beauty. It's like this contrast between beauty and war, just like it, and it rubs up against itself it's, like it's, so much. It's like, two
1: things that should not be together. Yeah. But are mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways had had all quiet on the Western front been shot in color. Right. I think that it would have been, would have been like that yeah. because, uh, you know, you, you talk to, you talk to people or, you know, read reports of veterans and stuff and they say that like, you know, your, your senses are heightened mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where, uh, where Malik was coming from, where, you know, you, you have that kind of like everything comes alive because you're he, so keyed in.
0: Yeah. He makes you as a viewer, you notice these things, you mm-hmm. see the snake as they were walking by and like it, and it zooms in on these, these aspects of like this jungle that they're in. And yeah, it is, there's a hyper awareness to it and a sense of like tension through all that, because yeah. like, you're like in this beautiful place and it's like something bad is going to happen. And then at literally any time. like
1: you'll, you'll, like, you'll see this scene of beauty. And then like the next scene is, you know, people just fighting each other. Yeah. where it's just, just like this instant, uh, mm-hmm. instant chaos and confusion yep. but yeah Thin Red Line I love it it's a good movie uh, I think Saving Private Ryan is better personally uh, the acting I think sells me a little bit more on Saving Private Ryan because Tom Hanks is fantastic
0: yeah, um, he is. I mean, it's... I love great, great, ensemble, great ensemble. Ryan yeah. Great ensemble in Red Line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, a was, lot of people. Everybody wanted every, to be in... Everybody,
1: everybody wants to be in that movie. Yeah. Because I mean, that was his first movie. That was that his comeback after... Like, 20 years after... Badlands. Uh, days Bad, of Heaven. Days of Heaven. Days yeah, of yeah,
0: Heaven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because so, he did Badlands and Days of Heaven. Everybody wanted to... Because it was the trendy thing to be in his film when he right. was coming back. And yep. so... And there's a lot of actors, famous actors that were cut from that film. Yeah. Wasn't...
1: The biggest one... I'm trying to remember... like today you're like there's no way you would cut him from your movie uh, but they did back then I uh, yeah I can't oh, remember okay. who that was was it Jack Nicholson I don't know I don't think so I don't think I know Nick Nolte was had a much longer yeah
0: arc. and John Travolta was supposed to be in it more too. that's I think, what it was, so, I yeah. think yeah John Travolta yeah, was yeah. in it for like five seconds yep, and yep. like like literally just five you know one one little scene and, mm-hmm. um, but
1: what does that tell you about the Terrence Malick and the fact that he's like I don't give a damn? Anymore. He don't give a fuck. No,
0: he's <laughs> like well, famously, Adrian Brody was the, his character Fife was supposed to be the uh, the main character in the okay. film, and he basically gets cut all the way down to like just a couple minutes of screen time, and Adrian Brody was really upset about that. So really? it's I didn't like. Know that. He, th- he thought he was, the film was about him and right. then it comes out and it's like he goes <laughs> to see it at the premiere and he's yeah, yeah. like, where, where are all the hey, scenes I come shot? Hey, everybody, like, Yeah, yeah the film becomes more about Jim Caviezel, uh, uh you know, the way that he, he cut it. So, mm-hmm.
1: Still still a great movie, though. Yeah. You know, Adrian Brody had his pianist. Movie. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, he got to kiss Halle Berry in front of <laughs> millions of people. <laughs> right. so, um, God, how would that play
0: now? Oof. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that'd, be, yeah.
1: that'd, be, that'd be interesting. Yeah um all right right. number three moving on um going back uh talking about robert shaw uh one of my favorite you want to talk about ensemble cast i feel like this is one of the best triumvirates of uh casting in the history of of movies um could catch a lot of flack in the sense of you know it's pretty much a dude movie uh Mm -hmm. where you know not a whole lot of women in it but uh i'm gonna go with number three movie is uh the sting with um Paul Newman, Robert Redford, uh, Best Picture, nineteen
0: seventy two. Yeah, and uh, uh, the title song was pretty popular too. I think, right? The yeah, Sting, was, uh, the piano. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: it was. Uh, da, na, 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 na,
0: na, na. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. it was, right um, yeah.
1: I can't remember the guy that that did it, but uh, it, it brought you know, like it made it a number one hit song, like thirty years after it was already a right. already a hit song. Um, Robert Shaw plays the bad guy, as as he so does so well, uh, and they're trying to con him out of money yeah and uh Rob, Robert Redford and Paul Newman just play off well play off one another so well Walter Hill uh, the same guy that directed Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid
0: also did years. the Warriors
1: right he did yeah yeah I mm-hmm. love the
0: Warriors it, yeah. it could have been on the list too, yeah, yeah. So. Uh,
1: Walter Hill directed both of them in both of those movies and uh, they have such a great chemistry, and it's a shame that they didn't make any more movies together. Because uh, I feel like they had at least another good one between all three of them.
0: I I love Newman in just about everything. There's like, not a bad there's not in, a bad like, Paul Newman movie. Yeah. I just uh, watched uh, Color of Money again recently, oh yeah. and I love that movie. Speaking um, oh, of Scorsese. Scorsese films. Oh, an like,
1: underrated Scorsese. I think so not too. Scorsese at his best. But no, but
0: it's bad
1: Scorsese is better than most. Yeah, <laughs> better yeah. than most movies. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh,
0: I need to watch the sting I don't think I've ever seen it before I think okay. I've seen clips of it and things yeah. like that but it's the, just one of those ones I never yeah, it's, was it's one of those to, so. it's
1: one of those where the ending blows you away yeah it, it just it, I'm excited I'm it, gonna add it, that it hood hood winks my everybody like you yeah. can't you can't see it coming uh and the the sting uh just it just everything about it the the camaraderie and the guys just play off one another so well that it, it's almost like they took them straight from butch cassidy and went right into the right thing. of that there's yeah no, there's it's no beats like a missed spiritual at all. Uh, mm-hmm. successor to it it is very much so and uh and robert shaw yeah i mean kills it once again pre, pre 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 yeah. jaws robert yep. shaw so yeah i think that was the one that won best picture between godfather and godfather part two
0: what was the sting oh it did oh yeah, okay like, so, so like, it's godfather like, and then the sting Yeah.
1: So you know, not not a bad, not a shabby movie. Yeah. There. <laughs> um. Yeah, and and that's that's one of those where watching that with my dad, uh, it, these last couple of movies really signify a lot of me watching things and and have very special place, because uh, that was one of those movies that I think when he watched that with me, uh, and he he was the one who's like, hey, I got this movie, we need to watch it. I was like, okay, that's mm-hmm. back when you could like go. Where me and mom would go to the video store, yeah, and uh, he'd be like, "Hey, pick this movie up," and so I'd get it and then bring yeah, it back yeah, yeah. and then we'd watch it. And, uh, that's, that's and that, cool. that was that was one of those first movies. Alien was also another one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Naked Gun of all, oh really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Naked Gun movies. Me and my dad
0: uh, definitely get along with those,
1: and we we quote those endlessly. So, well, my uh, dad was
0: that way with J- uh, John Wayne movies. John so Wayne, like, yeah. I would watch John Wayne movies with them a lot, more movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So,
1: yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Thinking about like you look back and look at some of those 70s, speaking on Thin Red Line, uh, Thin Red Line has a very 70s aesthetic Mm -hmm. uh, to to its war aspects. Yeah. Where uh, I don't think it was, it wasn't as kinetic as Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. uh, But it was very much that kind of like Bridge Too Far and Mm -hmm. um, like uh, Green Berets kind of style to it, for sure. Speaking of John Wayne. Yeah. (laughs) Fun fact real quick about the Green Berets uh, Green Berets was the only movie about Vietnam made during, during vietnam vietnam
0: yeah. yeah yeah when it happened yeah
1: mm-hmm. sorry Our, for the weird film trivia
0: there no <laughs> it's fine that's what we're that's what we're here for yeah, man. um number number, th- number three what my number three so i love scorsese movies and i also love uh scorsese clones is what i'd call them as right. movies that are like use his template of all these interweaving narratives and things like that um and this is a ted demi movie called blow that's like my number three. Johnny Depp. Yeah, Whoa. Johnny Depp okay. is the main character. Right. Johnny right. Depp plays uh, George Young, who is a famous cocaine um, dealer, real uh, smuggler, It's right? yeah, based guy. on a true yeah. story. And it tracks the rise of cocaine's popularity in America. Um, and it goes through the whole process of him bringing it through. And uh, I, I don't know, it's a... I love the movie. It's got a lot of great music in it. Got a lot of great scenes. There's a There's a Jaws reference in it. There Uh, is a Jaws reference. They're trying. They have so much money that they're like, "We gotta get a bigger boat." Yep. Yep. Um, But it's just a really good movie. The guy that plays his partner, Johnny Depp's partner, I can't remember what that actor's name. His his partner was Diego. Diego. Yeah. Um, George.
1: Yeah. Tell me what you know about
0: cocaine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's great in He's it. He's so good. He's really good. Penelope Cruz is great in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it tracks this guy's life. It's very much like Goodfellas Light in a way. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's a better film at all, but it's not no, as no, good no, yeah. as Goodfellas or anything, but it is like Goodfellas Light. It's, there's a huge influence from Goodfellas because it goes through this guy's whole career of crime. And, uh, you know, his, he, he has a lot of heartbreak and betrayal in it and it doesn't glamorize his life, which is no. like, sometimes movies sometimes like that, that can glamorize happen. it and you're like, eh, yeah. but it, 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 like just shows this realistic thing. Of the like, scene where like he's supposed to pick up his daughter
1: Yeah. or he has he, his daughter uh-huh. and then gets arrested before he's supposed to meet her Yeah. at the very end. Yeah, that and, he, just, and it oh, just breaks yeah, your heart. Like, yeah. or uh, um, even worse is like where he imagines her coming to visit him in prison. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's 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 all in it's his a head. fantasy. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, that was that was that was like ooh.
0: it's based <laughs> on the guy's actual autobiography, I think. I think okay. he wrote I think he wrote his own biography. Um but he just that guy just George Young just got out of jail a couple years ago, I think. Is he uh, dead or is this. he still alive? I think he's still alive, yeah. I okay. think he, he was released from prison. I know he was in prison a long time. He was, yeah. But it's uh, Paul Rubens is Paul in Rubens, it. Paul that's uh, right. Kiwi yeah, he, Herman yeah, playing like he, he a, was like, like the, the weed dealer, right? Yeah, he's yeah. The, uh, Derek for real. He's uh, <laughs> this flamboyant uh, weed dealer, and I don't know. It's just got a cool look to it. I'm a big fan of Ted Demme's anyway. I think that he would have gone on to make a lot, like a lot of really good movies. Right. He died. He died from a cocaine overdose, I think, or yeah, like he died yeah, yeah. because of was he was playing what? basketball and there was cocaine in the system or something. But or was it like um, he died what two thousand three or something yeah, probably early, early uh, he also made a, a movie called uh, beautiful girls that I like a lot uh, oh yeah that's, that's uh a... Matt Dillon yes that Matt, Matt Dillon's Matt in it Dylan and, and um, uh, very young Timothy Natalie,
1: very young Natalie Portman
0: very young Natalie Portman yep. and uh Timothy Dalton no not no, Timothy Dalton Timothy... Timothy Hutton Hutton yeah, yeah. Timothy Hutton yeah and uh the great Michael Rapaport is in that movie yes see, so yes like, yeah that's he... a, that's a nice little I'm pretty little sure yeah, movie I got about... on the shelf over there yeah it's got a great soundtrack too about uh some love... friends yep. who go home for their high school reunion and the tensions that follow that but um anyway ted Demi's like was he was ahead of his time and it's a shame he didn't get to make more movies but check out blow if you haven't watched it. It's yeah really, yeah i think Blow's, it's, just, it's an movie. entertaining movie so
1: yeah that that that's always the one my my friends and i would just george yeah George. <laughs> tell me what you know about okay
0: <laughs> yeah ray Liotta's is in that movie too yeah yeah i think i have to think that that's an homage to to goodfellas it has to um, be it has yeah. to be and isn't
1: the mom uh who somebody else famous yeah i
0: think so yeah oh yeah uh his it's mother. uh it, brenda
1: brenda from six feet under that's all i can remember her name uh it was um yeah the actress that played brenda mm-hmm. in six feet under uh she was also in uh mural's wedding and yep. um oh man what's her name oh it'll it'll come to me yeah after <laughs> i look it up on my phone <laughs> yeah it's
0: it's a good movie
1: um but yeah, see. no. Uh, oh, here it is. Rachel Griffiths. There okay, it is. yeah. Yeah, that's right. The mom. She's got such an over the top, like, Brooklyn you. accent in that movie. Right? Yeah. yeah like her, her accent's just over the top on that.
0: Famke Jansen is uh, in that movie, too, right? Yeah, she is the first know. girlfriend. Um,
1: yeah, the one that dies. Yeah. Because she had cancer Yeah, or mm-hmm. something yep. wrong with her. And she died. And then yep. that's when he got more involved in the cocaine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: All right. Top All right. two. Here we go. Top two. Number two for me, uh, without question, this movie probably defined uh, everything with, in which I began to watch movies ever with uh, just sheer enjoyment. It's one of the best movies ever made. There's no question about it. it do not fight me on this. If you, if you don't like this movie, then you're not an American. Um, uh, Raiders Ooh. of the Lost Ark is is my number two. I
0: love that movie. Uh, this one that I watched as a child over and over I, and over if, again. If it's so,
1: on, yeah. I'm watching it, mm-hmm. and I can I can probably recite that entire movie to you. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford is uh, it, it blows my mind to think about anybody else other than Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. Uh, and originally they had cast Tom Selleck. Yeah, uh, they wanted Tom Selleck for the role, and I can't imagine that. And don't get me wrong, I love Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck's a great guy. Uh, Quigley down under, one of the best westerns. <laughs> yeah, that's not really uh-huh. a western because it's in Australia. Yep, but um, yeah. Quigley down under, great, great soundtrack too for that. Uh, in terms of like the score, the musical score for that. But uh, no, Tom Selleck, I just don't think would have been the right guy. He doesn't have the the snarkiness that or the the kind of uh, I don't know laissez faire attitude about some of the things that like. I feel like Tom Selleck would be all business, where uh, Harrison Ford plays it very light and uh, very much to quote the movie uh, he's making it up as it goes
0: yeah and he gets frantic at times when I don't think Tom Selleck would get frantic like that he gets very like anxious and stuff and the the
1: thing I really love about Raiders of the Lost Ark is I mean one Steven Spielberg great great direction there uh george lucas before he went totally apeshit with uh his screenwriting capabilities right uh and you know introduced aliens into the canon but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh god i don't even consider that I film part kingdom the crystal yeah. skull is no. a whole conversation oh. about you know bad movies that we so should have another yeah. time but uh raiders of the lost ark is there's not a wasted scene in that entire movie no. uh the history behind how everything kind of shook out and uh the, you know, the, the notorious sword fight scene where indy pulls the gun and just shoots the guy yeah. the, the whole story behind that is awesome where you know everybody was just throwing up and shitting themselves because they'd gotten sick from dysentery and uh and i didn't know that yeah, yeah. and and uh harrison ford just looks at steven spielberg he's like can i just shoot the fucker yeah <laughs> and, and steven spielberg was like yeah go with That's that great. and they did yeah. it and they kept it in the movie you know, let's cut this uh karen allen is one of the yeah, all-time great, great beauties yeah. uh that was also very conflicted because I was like, I think the same time around, uh, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time. Uh, not too long after that, The Sandlot came out, and she was the mom in The oh, Sandlot. Uh, yeah, and I was just, I was very torn over that. And, and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, know, a, I'm, I a br- I'm a brunette man from yeah, way back, and I think you, that yeah. has a lot to do with it. Is the fact that she's just a drop dead gorgeous brunette in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and she's a tough chick too. And I, I really, uh I really admire that because <clears throat> they very much could have gone. Uh, like they did with Temple of Doom, and you know Billy is the the scream damsel in distress, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that she, was yeah. not who Karen Allen was. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I like about it is uh, he's he's a human. He's he's a real guy. Yeah. Uh, he he breaks bones mm-hmm. and gets bruises. And uh, the the best scene in the movie, I think the whole the best scene is is uh, when they're on the boat, and uh, she's like, "Well, where doesn't it hurt?" And he yeah. starts pointing to his body, and he's like, "Here." And then he moves up to his lips yeah. and, and it's just a very uh very real moment between uh people in, in that movie, and it has a very nice touch to it.
0: Harrison Ford, it's amazing to have two iconic characters in your your history. They're so time, yeah. that to that point of being iconic, mm-hmm. like Indiana Jones and Han Solo yeah. are like in another stratosphere from other characters. From other movie characters, you know? it's like, you like have, to have two of those. Yeah. It's like lightning striking twice. How does he how did he do that? You know? Well and, that
1: that was the thing. Like they you know, they cast Tom Selleck, and then Tom Selleck had to pull out the film Magnum PI because yeah. he couldn't get out of his Magnum PI contract. Yeah. And then they're like, "Well, who else could we get at such short notice?" And they're like, "Well, let's go to Harrison." And George Lucas was like, "I don't want Harrison."
0: Yeah, He's like
1: we, you know, we, we just we were still they were. I think he, they were,
0: He they were, probably thought he couldn't break him out of that shell of being right, Han Solo, right? Like,
1: and, and I feel like you know, okay, it, it would be like another uh, Scorsese De Niro pairing where it's like okay. De Niro didn't do movies without Scorsese or uh, Harrison Ford doesn't do movies without George Lucas. And and that that was one of those things where Mm -hmm. uh, I think they didn't want Harrison. And I think that they thought that Harrison – might not want to do it because it's like, you no, know, I've well, yeah. done enough movies with you guys to where that that's not something that I want to do. I anymore. think
0: in a few years later, he probably wouldn't have wanted to do it. I agree. So I, I agree. think that he was still hungry and, and mm-hmm. wanting to try some stuff, and yep. like I think that he would have seen that it was too much of a like thing he was going to get pigeonholed into. Because in so. Harrison yeah. Ford gets a little lazy in the '90s. He does. Yeah. What's but. that movie where he gets shot and he? Uh, Regarding Henry. Yeah. That was, where he was like kind of the level yeah. of fear he got into later, yeah. which is not a terrible movie. I like no, no, you, right? no it's, but it's, it's like, not bad. But not, like, you, you get
1: amnesia or you remember you don't remember yeah. anything and lose how to tie your shoes. I'm like, right? No. Yeah, know, That's, that's <laughs> yeah. not the Harrison Ford I want to see. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> of course, I didn't want to see Harrison Ford in, what was it, Hollywood Homicide? Yeah. With, uh, him and Josh Hartnett. Yeah. I, I don't want to see that Harrison nah, Ford either. No, nah, not at all. Or Six Days, Seven Nights.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> terrible.
1: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> But uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, probably the last movie that made Nazis frightening, yeah. Uh, not saying that Inglorious Bastards didn't do that, but uh, you know, it's a different vibe, yeah, it's definitely a different vibe. And uh, Jonathan Reese uh, Davies is absolutely fantastic in that
0: movie. Um, great supporting character. I will, I will say
1: this though, as much as I love Raiders of the Lost Ark, the one line, the one scene that I love from Indiana Jones in general. And I love all the Indiana Jones movies. Even kingdom of the crystal skull has its own merits in some way. Um, but in last crusade, I love the scene where, um, you know, they've given the map to, um, oh to the, the book guy, the, the bookish university guy. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, he speaks a thousand languages and, you know, you'll never find him. He blends in and he's, he's, he's a ghost. You'll never find him. And then the next, it literally goes to the next scene and he's standing in the middle of a crowded room. You know, he's like, he's like, does anybody speak bloody English? You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and that's that kind of humor that, that they bring to where it's not, it's yeah. not slapstick. It's not stupid. It's, it's very, it's very well thought out. And, and I love, uh, and you know, Kevin Smith, no ticket, you know, the whole, uh from from dogma and last crusade where he throws them out the window yeah right know, so stuff like that
0: cool uh my number two kind of transitions because it also features uh harrison ford it's uh and and my number two and number one are really on par right like i i flip-flop them often they're they're both like fairly important to me but it's uh the empire strikes back oh yeah um which I think most people would regard as the finest Star Wars film. I would not debate um, that, no. It's, it, it's great. It's dark. It's scary at times. Like I just loved it as a kid. I, I remember watching Star Wars A New Hope. I had it taped off of, my dad got it taped off of, hbo from a co-worker right and it i watched that movie so much it had the the hbo intro the yeah, so anytime when we finally did get hbo every time i heard that yeah yeah when we finally did get hbo, dun, dun, did get HBO I, I would hear that and i'd be like oh star wars is about to come on and i'm like oh it is for every <laughs> oh, god, movie but uh, so i watched star wars so much and uh god i mean i'm I was born in '78, so right. I was very young when I watched Star Wars, and then um, on tape, just over and over and over again. And then Empire—I remember my brother taking me to see Empire, but I, Empire came out in 1980, so I would just—I would assume it was later when they probably re-released, probably re-released it. it. But
1: well, movie stayed in theaters a lot longer back then, too.
0: Yeah, uh, no. I, I, I i was old enough to remember it, so I don't mm-hmm. think I was two years old when I saw it then. Right. But um, what, that's a great, like, one of my favorite experiences with my brother was going to see Empire yeah. in the theater. And Harrison Ford is so cool in that movie. So badass in that movie. And I think it's got the greatest line in cinema history, which is when he's about to be frozen and Princess Leia says, I love you. And he says, I know. Yeah. And it's just such a, it's such, it just distills his character down to this one line. Yep. And it's so romantic, but also so cocky and, mm-hmm. you know, rude in a way. But I just think it's like the greatest, greatest line in cinema history. And it was ad-libbed. He just, yeah, that he that was Harrison Ford again, like yep. just... Choosing what do, he was supposed to say, uh, I, I love, I you, love you, too. you too. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and this, and it's, it's the tension there is so high because she's, and as the viewer, you don't know whether he's going to survive uh, right. this process of freezing him. Right. And I don't know. There, and there's so many like high, high anxiety well, you look at, moments. You look at in like, you
1: know, Empire ends on that down note. Uh, and, yeah. And, and it ends on such a big cliffhanger where uh-huh. you find out about Luke, you find out about Darth Vader, you don't know if Harrison Ford's still alive, you don't even know if they're going to make another. Star Wars movie.
0: Yeah, you don't know if they're going to get out of this. How right. are they going to get out of like, it? Like, now you know? the
1: expectation is when movies come out now, it's like, okay, if it ends on a cliffhanger, I know that I'm going to get something yeah. in the future. Whereas back in 1980, people were like, well, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, what What are we going to do? Like, Luke's lost his hand. Han's dead. You know, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we, yeah. We don't know. Uh, and, and that's that's what just blows me away about that movie every time. Is even even now watching it, it's it's a masterwork in, the, the, in cinema.
0: The, I'm a big fan of stakes in movies, and the yeah. stakes are high in that movie. Yeah. Like. And you just, you just don't know how it's going to end up for our heroes. And it's such an adventure too. I mean, it's like even more so than the first one, just like there's just this adventurous tone to it. That's yep. more fun. Yeah. It's kind of ironic that like Lucas decided not to direct it. And I think it came out better. I don't know if it's because of that. or I, what, I, but I, like, I think
1: that it is better because Lucas yeah. decided not to direct it. And the dialogue is better not a, That's too, not a slight so. on Lucas, but I feel like Lucas has the ideas, but he's not yeah, great at, the, he's not great at the, the technical aspects of
0: executing them himself. Yeah, yeah. He has struggles with, um, the The Hoth scene is like my favorite, the favorite like scene, set of scenes when in any of the movies.
1: Come out of the fog, on yeah, the
0: and they're coming over yeah. the over yeah. the horizon, um, and it, it feels cold. Yeah, it's like when they're out like with the Tauntauns and stuff, it feels like it's freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just, what it's- what
1: uh what what are your opinions on the uh on the remastered ones that came out and like added you know like the full uh like abominable like well, I can't remember the name of the the beast that. Hangs Luke up by his feet. But the it's, uh, Wampa, I think. The Wampa, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um I didn't like the remasters. I went to see him in the theater, right. but I think it's that just, was
1: that was me. Like I saw Star Wars on, you know, I, I saw the originals. I have yeah. the original versions and stuff, but um, like Star Wars became a big thing for me when they did the remasters and the re-releases mm-hmm. before episode
0: because that uh, was your first chance to get see in the theater in the theater right? exactly. So, and uh,
1: um, and and don't get me wrong, I, I love Star Wars. I like the the remasters are. They are what they are. Um,
0: I, did, the, did, I did, didn't need it. It's like I don't know why. No, yeah, it's yeah, another yeah. example of George Lucas like trying too hard. Like why? Really, this is your vision of this? Like yeah, you know, like I I would really like. I wish they would release the original cuts on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't know if they ever will. Yeah, George I, Lucas says he destroyed all the original prints, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know um, I, and I don't Disney's, know why you Disney's that, got it now, but. so I'm sure yeah. they'll fish it out somewhere. I hope they will. I'll pay a lot of money to have the original versions because oh, yeah. I, li- I like the practical effects and I well, like I do see- too. the dirt on models looks like real dirt. Yes. It doesn't look like it does. And, and that's on, what I hated about effects. the prequels
1: was, and, it was just, I was like, this, this is too clean. Yeah, this everything's too clean. Too, too yeah. And, and none of it felt, now, now granted, I mean, it's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be before the downfall of the Republic and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but still it just felt, it, it, was, it was too sleek and too CGI. Uh, and that's what I liked about uh, Force Awakens, is they brought back a little bit of that practical. Uh, yeah, they did a, a, yeah. most of the effects, were, of practical. The effects were practical. Um, so JJ uh, Abrams, uh, I think I, I'm I'm
0: really hoping. I, I liked Last Jedi. I did not. I'm actively yeah. against it. I okay. did like uh, what's the what was the one before it? Uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. I liked Force Awakens. I thought it was like uh, it deserves to be in the in the in canon the and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I just didn't like. I felt like uh, Last Jedi was just like. Ryan Murphy just like, Oh, you like all this about Star Wars? Well, how about fuck you? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and it's I, like, well that's not I,
1: I did not like the handling like of that. Luke in that. Yeah, in I thought that
0: the, and it's sad because like Mark Hamill even has come out and said I am really bummed at I'm really what bummed they did. That that's what they did, yeah. You know, he, he he's he's this hero. He's this yeah. like center of peace and right. they deserve to have more and it's like his his motivations are like, Why he wouldn't do that? Yeah. He's,
1: Luke Skywalker would not do that. Yeah. And now granted, from what I've from what I've heard, J.J. Abrams is Directing the third one, yeah, he is episode yeah. nine coming out, and from what I hear, uh, he has he has righted the ship. Okay, from from everything that I've heard coming out of you know what little bit that they've said, yeah. they're they're, all, they're everybody's saying that like this is this is exactly how it okay. should be. So hopefully we get a little bit of redemption uh, with episode nine,
0: hopefully. Yeah, I hope so too. Because
1: you know, I didn't hate Last Jedi. I thought some of the like the lightsaber fight with uh, in, in there's some exciting moments, yeah, yeah. And some like pretty s- shots. You what know, they but... did to the canon of Star Wars and like just destroying the character of Luke Skywalker, I did not. I did not enjoy that as it's a so fan. Disjoyed, as a fan, but, as a yeah. fan of Star Wars, I, uh-huh. I did not enjoy that. So,
0: I agree. Yeah, I actually like Rogue One better than either of those. Films. Rogue One was better than Last Jedi. Rogue One is like has that has that darkness from Empire it has the aesthetics to it. Like of, there's of a the, yeah. There's like, it's, it's, uh, there's tension. It's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. scary at times. It has, it has, and...
1: it has, uh, weight. Yeah. It does. It does have weight. Even though you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. It's, which uh, is all
0: the more impressive, though. Oh, like, it sure. still gets you. It's like, still, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah I mean, the, the, the droid in that one when, yeah, he sacrifices himself uh-huh. so that they can live and, yeah. uh, Darth Vader just kicking ass like we all want to see him do. Yeah. Exactly. Which, which is exactly why people go to see movies like that. Yeah. Um, I, I also, uh, I didn't hate the Han Solo movie. Uh, I
0: liked it okay. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot better than I thought. But I, I had very I low expectations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, did.
1: I, I didn't have high expectations going yeah. in, but uh, Alden Iron Rock or whatever his name is, yeah, uh, did a good job. Freaking Donald Glover as Lando killed it. Yeah, yeah he, I think really he was great. I think he was the best um, part of the movie.
0: Yeah, the acting was a lot better than I expected. I agree. I didn't think that guy was going to be Han Solo, and he actually was, he, he, he brought he some off. of that.
1: It, the early part of the movie, you're like, I don't see where this is going to go well. And yeah. By the end of it, though, he had definitely grown into that character.
0: But it does play well because it's like this is this is awkward young awkward Han Solo. Yes. This is not, not cocky, cocky, yeah. confident Han Yeah. Yep. yeah so. But he
1: has a little bit of that by the end of the
2: movie. He does. Yeah. You I hope yeah.
0: that they give him one more, at least one more. I don't think they will. But don't uh, so? I, I don't know. It sound, they they were real disappointed in it how it did, but I don't know. I would I would like to see another one though.
1: I, if nothing else, I want to see Job of the Hut and like give, yeah, give me yeah, give yeah, me that Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, uh, end with you know, make the mistake of like, okay, he walks into the bar. Uh, let 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 that movie in where he walks into the bar to meet uh, Luke, Luke, and, yeah, Luke and Obi Wan, yeah. you know. But that cool. that's pipe dreams right there. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, number one, me. It's been this way since probably I was seventeen. Uh, no no movie I don't think will ever surpass it because I saw it. It really made the transition for me from watching you know, stupid comedies like Naked Gun, and not saying that Billy Madison is a stupid comedy. But that's, <laughs> no, that's, it is. It but but, is but, but it, comedy, it's, yeah. it's one of those, like, you know, stupid teen comedies it's, to, like, actually appreciating what movies could be. Right. And it's the movie that really showed me, like, oh, my God, this is what a movie can do, and this is what you can really get done with acting, directing, script writing, everything, uh, pop pop music and movies, uh, mm-hmm. ensemble casts, everything that you and I have talked about, I think, this entire time is just what movies can be in Pulp Fiction is is my number one and has been since I was sixteen and saw it for the first time and it just blew me away.
0: Yeah, It is a it's an important film and and I, and I love it too. I yeah. really do. Yeah. Even though I like Inglorious Bastards better. I mean I don't think it's the There's better no shame it's not, in that not game. the better film. Right. Pulp fiction is the masterpiece. For it sure. is the dark side of the moon. It is like that is Tarantino's masterpiece and always will be. Yep. Um and and I do love it, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, it's just
1: one of those movies that it, it it blew me away on so many levels where it grabs you right from the hook. Mm-hmm. Where just when uh, Pumpkin and Honey Bunny are just sitting there and you know it's like, if any of you fucking pricks move, I'll, I'll execute every last fucking one of you. And then yeah. you just right into yeah. Dick Dale Miserloo. And you're just... It, I'm like, what am I watching right now? And then the pop culture references, like I I was trying to think about when I was making notes and stuff and thinking about stuff today, I was like, I was trying to remember or trying to think about movies referencing pop culture Mm -hmm. before Pulp Fiction. And I don't think that that was a thing
0: Um, or,
1: or at least not on the, the level of mastery that, uh, that Tarantino, I guess the
0: argument can be that be made for Kevin Smith's movies of that era. Right right but i don't know what the, the timeline would line up on that as far as like because uh, that they both came out in 94 i think okay yeah but other than that no yeah. I, I, it's not a, not a real like prior prior game, to prior know. to quentin tarantino even, yeah because
1: i mean even reservoir dogs has you know they're they're sitting around the, the opening discussion of reservoir dogs and then talking about like a virgin yeah mm-hmm. uh and I, I just don't think that that's something like i feel like that's something that tarantino brought into just cinema. Well, that's and channel. that's
0: Tarantino's whole shtick, right? His pastiche of yes, all this stuff. Yeah. He's making a mixtape of mm-hmm. his favorite movie moments and making yep. his own movie out of it. Um, Which is what and, I'm really excited to see once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, the trailer looked really, it awesome. looked really good. I mean, I, I just, I, yeah. I love everything that Tarantino does. So yeah, pretty they're, much. They're, yeah. I, yeah, Even the films are aren't as great or like great. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, like
1: like we said about Scorsese, bad, bad Scorsese, Scorsese bad Tarantino yeah. is going to be better than most of the stuff that's going to come out. Uh, because they, they, they really are. And I feel like that's something that when I, and, and, and what I really want to get up with this podcast is just, uh, you know, being able to talk about what I think are really cool movies and moments in movies and and, and things to, to explain, or just to share my passion about that kind of stuff. Uh, much like Tarantino makes a movie about it. I want to talk about it and and share those ideas. And hopefully you guys have some of the same things too. And then you, you're like, Oh yeah, man, I think that's a really cool moment. And, um, and, and that's, I feel like Tarantino is a, uh, he makes movies for movie lovers. He does, yeah. And, cause he himself is a movie mm-hmm. lover. And, and that's what I've tried to do with what I buy and what I do and what I watch with movies is I try to get a little bit of everything. Uh, I, I would never say no to a movie. Uh, yeah. Unless it's beaches. But, <laughs> but that, <laughs> no love for Bette Midler, yeah, no, huh? no love for beaches, but, yeah. Uh, you know, no, no real love for Bette Midler, but, uh, yeah hocus pocus is okay but okay. Know, <laughs> other than that we're, we're, we're not careful gonna <laughs> um
0: the yeah pulp fiction and it's, pulp fiction is one of those films that's, it's on tv i'm gonna watch it like, oh yeah you know it's, yeah, it's yeah. on that list we'll we'll make a full list of those one day but um the only thing that like holds me back on pulp fiction i've said this before i know, we're, gonna times, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about is i think bruce willis's plot line is just uninteresting and not it okay. just kills it for me it I want to know like, why
1: I want to know why from your perspective I don't gonna, like I'm his gonna...
0: character I, don't, I, I get bored whenever he's on the screen mm-hmm. I want to see you know Jules and, uh, and Vincent again right um, I want to see uma thurman like anytime he's on the screen and i hate his girlfriend is so annoying and i know she's supposed to be annoying but right. she is annoying she just kills it for me <laughs> and i just I, I don't know i don't think his performance is great i think he just like tries too hard and okay i don't know it just does it, it just it just it just is like a speed bump to the movie for the movie to see to i me. feel
1: like <laughs> The rest of the movie doesn't play without that scene, though, or without that segment.
0: Well, of course, yeah, because it's all intertwined. But. Right,
1: but with Bruce Willis's character, just from the introduction of, uh, with you know Christopher Walken having probably one of the greatest single moments <laughs> in cinema watch, history. Yeah, you look, you look at like Christopher Walken, and then you know you look at like True Romance. Yeah. and has another great, uh-huh. like he had a great little run did, there. Yeah, um, but uh, you know Christopher Walken with the introduction, and then instantly you go to. Uh, Bruce Willis's character waking up, you know, getting ready to fight, mm-hmm. and and just seeing that and having that kind of that that break, and then everything's tied to the watch. Yeah, like all of his actions are tied to this one thing, you and know, I think so that that watch, speech. yeah. I think that you know that that's connected to it, it, it is the MacGuffin without being a MacGuffin, right? Yeah, and like the br- the briefcase is the MacGuffin. Yeah, that, right, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's what's yeah, driving it the plot forward. But uh, you know all the actions in Bruce Willis's segment have to deal with this watch and the setup is so perfect with the story and you get the full weight of why that watch is so important whereas if you're like just watching and have no idea what this watch is you're like what why are you going why are you risking your life for that uh, and then i feel the character Fabian which is his girlfriend none of it would have happened without her yeah where if she had just remembered the watch yeah. then all of those events would not have transpired. Yeah. Um. Plus, we would not have had the good Psycho homage of uh, Bruce Willis driving the car and Marcellus Wallace walking by, uh, much like in Psycho with uh, Vivian Lee Yeah. Uh, seeing her boss a, walk by. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the car. To that. Uh, so I,
0: I think that if someone else had played the role, I would like it more. So is,
1: is it is it more Bruce Willis that you don't? I think it's Bruce
0: Willis with? and you know Bruce Willis and the girlfriend, and it just like it just ah. Uh, Okay. it's just like oh, hey, man. It's, it makes that movie not perfect for me, okay. you know, in right. this way. And I again, it's not. Sh- I'm not shitting on it. Like Paul, Fiction could have easily been in my top ten as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's a much better film than Reservoir Dogs. Right, uh, which is good. It's decent, but I think Reservoir Dogs is like him trying some ideas yeah. and playing with some stuff, and then and then he really solidifies. Really interesting it with Pulp thing that I found but, out a
1: couple weeks or a couple months ago about Reservoir Dogs was um, Tony Scott. Like he had written both True Romance and Reservoir Dogs.
0: Tony, and, Scott and chose Tony Scott,
1: to do, Tony Scott was like, or he he had gone to the studio and they're like, well, you can't do both. And yeah. so Tony Scott had come to him and was like, I want to do, uh, I want to do one of these movies. Yeah. And he let him pick and Tony Scott picked True romance, True romance. and then Tarantino did Resident which is a great movie too. Oh, like True that's one great. that
0: was on my pile of shame for a long time ago. And I probably watched it like two years ago for yeah, the first time. Yeah. And it was, it's really great. It's a great um, movie. And, uh, and,
1: and you, it's, it's got Tarantino all over it. Yeah, it, it. it does. He wrote yeah, it, but it, does. uh, yeah. it doesn't have that same style of his direction. Yeah. But Tony Scott does a good job of executing that script. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love True Romance. It's a great movie. Christian Slater kills it. Uh, Patricia Arquette. Oh, probably. She's great. Never in better. That. Yeah. Never Just, better. Smoke Show. Mm. Uh, I'm not a blonde guy, but man, she's, she's, <laughs> she's awesome she's that. Great G- in that movie.
0: Uh, Gary Oldman's great in that. Oh, yeah. His for, small for all role. of like
1: wh- five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes, he plays like the Rastafarian yeah, uh-huh. white guy. Yep. And Brad Pitt on the couch. Yeah. And Val Comer is Elvis <laughs> that yeah. nobody knows about.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, you know, the the, the Bruce Willis segment aside, uh, I really enjoy it. And if nothing else, to see him go through the pawn shop and, like, pick the samurai sword. And, like, yeah. you, you, you see his wheels turning without actually hearing him think. Or there's no exposition. Yeah. There's no narration about it. It's just, like, him looking at the different things, that he, it's he's like, how am I going to kill these fuckers? Yeah. You know? And uh, and then, friggin' Ving Rhames, just one of the best. We're going
0: to get some... Yeah. Just, oh. He is, yeah. Oh, so good. He's great in that role. Um, yeah. Marcellus. What does Marcellus boss look like? <laughs> does he look like a bitch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? What an iconic scene that is to... The, oh, the, yeah. The, you know, when they're, when they're interrogating the guy. Um, the whatever his character's name Frank is. Frank Whaley is the, is the actor. Yeah, he we went on to be in um, uh, Luke Cage on Netflix recently. He was. He, he was, was also the, in
1: a great, or not great movie, but uh, he was in Career Opportunities. With, okay. uh, I think he made that before, but, man, Jennifer Connelly in that movie.
0: Yeah, Look yes. Right. <laughs> uh, but, Dan, just Samuel L. Jackson's you know, monologue mm-hmm. is amazing in that scene where they're interrogating him. They're you know trying to get, Get the briefcase. It's the like, big
1: brain. He calls he calls yeah. Frank Whaley's character like four, four like three different names like yeah. Brent Brad <laughs> yeah. uh, calls him calls him a whole bunch <laughs> of different names and then the I love so that John Travolta is almost a non essential character to that scene yeah where here's John Travolta he's John Travolta uh-huh. and but it had and and you know you talk about Tarantino and his renaissance for actors and stuff like that. Uh, and and John Travolta is just a secondary character, but I think has such a great scene in the heroin scene. Oh with, yeah, with, definitely. I mean, like, yeah. he, he, like he's secondary to that scene, but has his own moment in the sun with uh, Uma Thurman yeah, and the dancing and everything. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, man, that that heroin scene just every time. Talk about stakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Eric Stoltz, man? Come yeah, on. Yeah. Oh, no. That guy. He was poised for greatness, yes. and then he was. He fucked up Back to the Future and michael j fox was born yeah yeah, that's true
0: (laughs) that's true all
1: right so pulp fiction definitely number one uh i I would be hard pressed to ever have a movie that would have that kind of impact on me again that's a great
0: that's a great great number
1: one you know and and people can be like oh yeah whatever but you know it it it, it speaks a lot to me and i really enjoy it so it's an
0: entertaining film and i think that's that's a big part of my list for films that were entertaining to me that like are really interesting and uh, so, my number one is not nearly as well-known as uh, your number one, but uh, my number one is a film called Basquiat, which uh, was made in 1996 by uh, a painter, uh, Julian Schnabel, okay. did it. He also went on to direct uh, The Diving Villain and the Butterfly. Oh, yeah. Is that okay. the name of that movie? Um, it, several other films, too, but... It, I, I found this film Basquiat when I was in college and it's about the American painter, uh, graffiti artist turned like art superstar in, in New York, uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat. Okay. Who, I've never, I think this is the only one I haven't seen. It's years. a, it's a Miramax joint from same era of okay. like Pulp Fiction and all that. Right, right. Um, and it, and it was, uh, it has a really interesting style to it. I watched it when I was in college as a marine biology major Okay. and I had access, I'd taken a film course. And a theater course, and my professor said, sorry to break it to you guys, but I'm a film person. So I'm going to teach you about film instead. <laughs> and I, that course made me realize that I could mix the theater stuff I was doing in high school right. with let's photography and things that I was interested in too. And so I started watching a bunch of movies. I'll just go to blockbuster and, and go, they had like an art section, okay. like which was little indie movies that right. w- wouldn't see mainstream, you know, yep. releases. And Basquiat was one of those films. And I took it home and I, I not, this was before like the resurgence of Basquiat, like Basquiat now is like mentioned in all of these hip hop songs. And right. like his artwork is on t-shirts and shoes and all. And he's, he's a hot commodity now, but back then he wasn't as well known. It was kind of after his eighties popularity had waned. And, Did he die or was it suicide? He died. He overdosed on heroin. Uh, It's like this tragic tale of this guy's rise, meteoric rise to power. Um, And it was uh, Jeffrey Wright's first major role. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright plays Basquiat in it, uh, which is, he's fantastic in the role um and
1: underrated i think jeffrey Wright. oh i think so too uh, i think he should have
0: had a much bigger career than he has but uh not, he's, not saying that he's had a bad career he, no but he's he's but chosen he's, really good films he but has, he could have yeah. been a, a leading man in a lot of stuff i think easily, that, he, that he wasn't um, yeah and, but he yeah young jeffrey wright and uh one of the other great things is that uh, um, uh david bowie plays andy warhol in the movie really yes okay and he kills it he nails it uh even like andy warhol i'm a big andy warhol fan um anyway and right. like Friends of Andy Warhol that knew Andy were like, "Yeah, most of the time in movies they paint him as an aloof asshole." Yeah, and Bowie actually brought the like humanity that that. Well, I'm he pretty had. sure Bowie
1: knew Andy Warhol. So uh, yeah, I think yeah, so too. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: and so he like he brings this, like, he's very kind of like uh sad and and hurt in right. the movie, and it's like right. it's kind of towards the end of his career, and mm-hmm. these people have taken advantage of him and all this stuff. Because Warhol died and in eighty eight. 89 something 89, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is like mid 80s is where this is set and okay. it's set in New York and it's in the art scene and so uh, Basquiat becomes kind of mentored by right. Andy Warhol right and there's these great scenes together um, and Julian Schnabel is a painter actually and he was a contemporary of Basquiat he was okay. around the same time also okay. uh, Keith Haring was in the same kind of school okay of artists uh, a lot of these like graffiti guys that took their stuff and put it on on canvases and became popular okay um, and I don't know. It's just a really the I, the the way the film was put together, and it has all these like it's very stylistic. It has all these shots of like found footage. Like one of the themes throughout it is he sees he sees these this old footage of uh, guys on surfboards surfing, and it'll, it'll be yeah. like it'll take up like the whole sky behind him we'll okay. be this like right. surfer and i just thought it was a really cool use of like you could tell that a painter directed it because okay. there's very much like the way he uses the canvas of, of film mm-hmm. and it just made me want to be involved in film like it was the movie that made me go wow and it was something that was it was mine because I know we'd heard about this movie. Right. I'd never seen it. It right. probably got released in just a couple of art house. You know, yeah. it had a very small release probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it just impacted me and made me want to. I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to tell stories like that. Yeah. Um, and it's just got a great cast. Uh, Claire Ferlani is in it. What happened to Claire Ferlani? She's All gone right. now. <laughs> um, yeah. That's what um, happened. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, I don't know. I just, it's a cool little film. It's easy watch. It's not very long. Um, Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's it's very tragic. It's, it's not the happiest movie in the world, but also really great soundtrack with a bunch of hip hop and indie rock from eighties, um, mid eighties era. Um, yeah. Courtney loves in it too. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a selling point, but she is, she (laughs) is in the film. Um, Dennis Hopper's in it too Dennis Hopper Dennis plays Hopper. Uh, he plays an uh, art um, Wilmington
1: Wilmington uh, establishment Dennis Hopper right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, I don't think we mentioned it. we're in Wilmington yeah uh, we're in Wilmington North, North Carolina, Carolina. Carolina. And, and Hollywood East <laughs> yes we've we
0: had known for our film film productions here um, less so lately because of some stupid political decisions yeah. but uh, yeah we are stupid bringing some bringing the film back to our area Swamp and, Thing uh, I think that's like the next big yeah thing that's the, the Swamp Thing TV show is coming out that's being filmed here but uh yeah, so that's my number one is Basquiat. I encourage everybody to check it out. Okay. Uh, it's been on the sh- streaming services off and on for a while. Okay. And um, yeah, it's just. Right on,
1: man. I'll have to check that one out. I think that's the only one of yours I hadn't seen. Yeah,
0: I mean, Empire is like any, any day you could ask me, I might put Empire first or yeah. whatever, but like two very different films that like, oh, yeah. impacted my life at different <laughs> times. Um, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I, cool. uh, you know, I, I respect all those choices. Uh, you know awesome yeah it's two
0: good lists very very different but Casino like you would be my stuff, one thing so. but like i said it's not, a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. it's not a bad
1: movie it's just not my not my personal favorite scorsese film. i get it
0: i get it i'm out you know <coughs> out on a limb there on that one but
1: uh what did you think about the, uh, let me ask you this question have you seen uh silence by scorsese the one that's one? a recent one yeah it came out uh, it was all about like the
0: they go to rescue a priest, priest or something yeah i have not
1: watched that no okay
0: Right. It kind of came and went like, yeah, quick, yeah. Though, it, yeah. It,
1: was, it was not one that really lasted long, but uh, if you, if you ever get a chance to watch that one, check that one out. Uh, I'd like to hear, hear your opinion. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I will check that out. I need to watch it. I think he's also got he's making a Netflix movie, yeah, The Irishman.
1: Um, uh, and it's supposed to have Pesci and uh, the, the, Nero, the whole gang, the whole is, gang is it's there, getting the, yeah. getting the band back together.
0: Seems surprising. I would think that he'd be the kind of guy that would be like, I don't want to do a Netflix movie, but you know yeah. seems like a very purist about things like spielberg you know, doesn't want to do a netflix movie but yeah well, he can he can try to fight that all he <laughs> yeah. wants but netflix yeah. movies are winning oscars now yeah. so yeah. and th- did there's you see uh roma did you, did that, you? no i didn't i haven't watched it yeah. no. it's, it's decent. It's decent. like i said you watch a million more movies than i, I do and I, and I, unfortunately this year i just wasn't into the oscars at all usually right. i try to watch all the films and yeah. i like fill out my ballot and stuff and we i didn't even get a chance to watch it we were at a concert so it um but I'm gonna I'm gonna endeavor to do better this year, and I, I think, hopefully I this podcast you, will like motivate Fleet me to watch Mac, right? some stuff. Yeah, I went to see yeah, yeah. the Okay, good. you didn't miss. Much. I didn't miss. That's what I heard. I was gonna watch it, and then you and a bunch of other people were like, "Yeah, you didn't really miss much." Yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Everything but. won that was supposed to win, so there was no real no real surprises there. Yeah. Right.
0: Um. All right. So I guess we're gonna wrap this thing up, and uh, it's, do you wanna final thought? Yeah. All right. Go for it.
1: We're, we're talking about right. best pictures or favorite movies um what would you this is something i was thinking about just to talk about today uh and kind of leave it kind of like our final final thought for the the podcast uh what would you say would be within the past couple years a movie that has come out that you really enjoy that has potential for that kind of growth and could possibly be on your list being that could make him my my top
0: 10 man that's a good question i don't know if i have an answer right off the top of my head um What's yours? You have one?
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking about it today, and uh, it, it, I would think, it, I would say that it would have to be uh, "Call Me by Your Name." I don't know if you've seen that one. I have not seen that. It yeah. was, it was one of those movies. Merchant that, I, or, Yeah, oh, well, Merchant, not Ivory. No, Ivory's gone. Ivory, Ivory's gone. Ivory's or vice versa. I can't remember which one. I think
0: Ivory's still here, and Merchant's gone. Merchant's gone. Know, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, which I'm not a huge fan of the '80s, '90s Merchant Ivory films. They're good in their own way, in their own respective way, but. Uh, the acting is absolutely amazing, and uh, Timothy Chalamet uh, pulled off an excellent role in which I'm really looking forward to seeing him in Dune. Uh, yeah, to play Paul Yeah, but, I think he's gonna be great. Um, that that would definitely be one where I think uh, that has potential because a beautiful movie, one of those uh, sad but also kind of happy. Yeah, where, you know, it, it gets down then it gets back up, and you, you see. Uh, and it leaves that ambiguous ending and it also one of those just super saturated movies the, the, the colors come alive in that movie
0: yeah I, I love stuff like that so. and
1: uh, Army Hammer actually surprisingly yes yeah, good uh, good really, in that really role good. right Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. I've, he- I've heard that he did a good job Um, I think Lady Bird might be one for okay. me right. I actually really enjoyed that film a lot more than I thought I, I was and I think it, I could see it being like a Lady film Bird be like, a good one Not right now, but I think over time, like revisiting it, I could see that being something that I identify with this era and this, like. I love Saoirse Ronan though. She's a phenomenal actress. She's amazing. amazing And she did a great job in that. that, that
1: uh, Brooklyn was another good one with her. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. That was good. Uh, Not a fan of uh, Mary, Queen of Scots. I saw that one. Yeah, I kind of. uh, Her and Margot uh, Robbie. Yeah, I don't know. Not not very good, but uh, Lady Bird was excellent.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a really good film. Timothy Chalamet uh, also in that movie. Yeah, really, he's all over the place. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's a hot actor just everywhere. Right now. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah,
1: no, I, I would definitely say that those those would be two good choices right there because yeah. I enjoyed both of them. But yeah, uh,
0: I might have a better answer next time. No, no, forward, no, so, no,
1: yeah. Yeah, Well, next time I'll have a different question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. It's our closing <laughs> question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, where can we find you on uh, social media? You have anything you want uh, to plug? I'm on social that,
1: media. So? Yeah, you can just search Brian Collis, uh, Wilmington, and I'll, I'll pop up. But uh, also, if you want to check out uh, my trivia and what's going on around Wilmington, I'm on uh, BFG Wilmington Trivia, and uh, you can check me out there. And uh, you know, I'll have. Random posts about trivia, and you know you can follow me on my my Facebook page too, and and that's where I am.
0: And debate him, uh, yeah, yeah on his you, film. I'm all stuff, about so.
1: like you, you post movie stuff, man. I'll, I'll debate you all day. Yeah,
0: um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at djt panda all one word at djt panda, and uh, that has links to all my other stuff on there too. So check me out. Check me out.
1: Yep, and I'm getting, Sorry, I'm getting up my uh, my film blog, my Oscars film blog is going to be starting up here now that I've got my, my movies set like I need them to. Yep. Have, um, I'm I'm going to start my Oscars film blog on nofelix.com. Nofelix.com is going to be that uh, that that Oscars website on which I will be posting about various Oscars and nominees and winners and things like that. So that's that's my film blog that I'm going to be starting up here pretty
0: soon. Yeah, so check that out, and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. Yep. Thanks for listening. Tales from the Orca, man. Yeah, we're going to take the boat on into shore and, you know, go find some other Spanish ladies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)